Cup. <laughs> I don't the think name of the Lord. That, I don't think that that's the way that that uh, that saying goes. But yeah, December, <laughs> December. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Going to hell for that one already. <laughs> yeah, already there, man. Already there. <laughs> that is an opening right there for you. You know. Someone clip this and send it to everybody who's easily triggered. Just bling. Right. There you go. Reasons to and then send us. their reactions to me. We didn't even bother this time. I was like, we didn't bother to, to not be hated. I don't know what happened. Anyway. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of hated, tonight we're going to be talking about Ronda Rousey and Ric Flair. <laughs> you know, and all of the, all of the hated... Uh, I guess all of the hated people, DirecTV, they're hated, right? I think DirecTV has some news going on today. And uh, a bunch of wrestling. We're going to go over, of course, thank you for everyone who hung on to watch along. We're going to be going over the results of Survivor Series War Games 2022. It couldn't decide if we wanted to be Survivor Series or War Games, so it just decided to be both. Right? Fuck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And winter is coming, according to AEW, so we're going to be talking about a lot of the events leading into that. I feel like the winter is coming thing never goes away. Right? No, it does. It just it comes and then everything in the in the middle goes really fast. I guess that is the, would make the most sense. But I feel like we just that's right. Because <laughs> <winter's coming, laughs> at this point, that's how I treat WrestleMania. WrestleMania ends, and then next thing you know, I blink and I feel like it's a week out, and I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to the rest of the year? Well, if winter's coming, you know what that means, right? It's time to send um, Powerhouse Hobbs to Coney Island Beach to do a, a spring. Don't do that to that man twice. Don't do that to that man, that man twice. Don't. Wrong event. I'll, I'll never forget. That was brilliant. I love that so much. <laughs> you could see their breath, dude. It was called Beach Blast. Motherfuckers did not look like they were having any kind of fun. <laughs> there was nothing of the blast about this. Oh man, I'm pa- I'm randomly picking stuff off our program today. There's like no particular order for this stuff oh, to come, God. for this stuff to like come out, and you know, because who we're really throwing knows? darts in the we're throwing darts in the dark tonight, kids. Hashtag darts in the dark. Oh no, do we already have a quote here? Yes, fuck it, go. <laughs> wow, that was fast, right? There, done. All right. Okay, I think I'm going to decide. People are like, how dare he come on and not be prepared for what he wants to uh, wants to do. I'm looking for something. There we go. So have you heard the latest news? I'm going to actually just play this Tasha Steele's clip. Let's start there. See, you lost me or you said that because I ain't heard that shit and shit about this. <laughs> okay. I guess we're... We have to wait for this to start. Oh, wait, let's say. With the re-signing of top Impact Wrestling Knockouts wrestler, Tasha Steele. Tasha, congratulations. Hey, tell us about the good big news that's going on for you right now. Oh, wait a minute. I got to um, fix your audio, thank you right? Thank very much. Um, right, I was yeah. sitting here like I was so confused. Like, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I was good for like the first second. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Is this it? Like... <laughs> Like, I was like, is Tasha Steele that irrelevant? Where they just mute her audio? Like, I have it piped into the guys, but not to uh, not to you. My bad. Y'all hear that? He loves y'all more than me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tasha, congratulations. 
We do it live, people. Just remember. Yeah, we really do. Some of y'all out there can't even do a tape. No. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> so it just takes a minute. There we go. Hey, tell us about the good big news that's going on for you right now. Um, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Um, I love this guy. First of all, I don't know who he is. But look what he does. That is such a horrible way to open this interview. You have to hear this. Big news from Impact Wrestling with the re-signing of top Impact Wrestling knockouts wrestler, Tasha Steele. Tasha, congratulations. Hey, tell us about the good big news that's going on for you right now. Um, thank you very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> He sound like even he was trying to convince himself. But that's that, not even what it is. Yeah. He wrote her on his show to reveal her big news. And then he gave away the big news and was like, tell us about the big news. And she didn't know what the fuck to say. Because you don't do that Yo. as an interviewer. But look at... <laughs> what's the <more> time? <laughs> Yo... <laughs> There's so much to unpack here. Oh my god. Watch her. Top Impact Wrestling Knockouts wrestler, Tasha Steele. Tasha, congratulations. Hey, tell us about the good big news that's going on for you right now. Um you did. Um, I love that he yeah. went I love she goes, um, thank you very much. But anyway, now you know the big news. Um, I'm excited, you know, re-signing with Impact. So Impact gets more flavor. Let her break um, the news. And, uh, Jesus. Um gladly to deliver it um for for the next few years so um impact fans i know they're very excited to uh hear the news so um yeah i'm, I'm excited more flavor to come more flavor. yeah so unexpectedly we just played the outro for her tasha steals resigns what the fuck <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> I know, right? So what kills me about it the most is I could hear in his voice that even he was trying to convince himself that Kiara Hogan's ex-sidekick resigning with Impact was news, but let alone so big news. He was so excited that he, he leaked the news and then went, tell us the big news. And she went, yeah, uh. So what you're telling me is he's the guy who's always on social media talking about some tune in the impact 7 p.m.s wherever the fuck they are or wherever the time they at. You know what's funny? I'm here. I am watching this, thinking that this is just some Mark who scored an interview, and I just looked at our program. This is the fucking Miami Herald. <coughs> it didn't feel like it, did it? Did that feel like it was the Miami Herald? Not at all. Hell, fucking no, right? That didn't feel like the Miami Herald, the Georgia Herald, the Timbuktu Herald, none of them. Do I have the correct program in front of me? <laughs> this guy's a Miami Herald. Uh, Tasha, what has it been like? Because. Like, I guess from his house, I guess everybody's working from home, not just in the Twitter. You won the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champs twice. You were I'm going to watch. There's going to be a lot of people who hate me. They're going to say, you you know, you have any idea who that is? That is, is insert Miami Herald journalist. <laughs> Scumbag Rick. I started and me walking in at the right time in 2020 when everyone was at the time losing their jobs and I was gaining a job. And it's been nothing but 
you know, sky high for me because walking in, you know, immediately Fire and Flavor was formed and everyone knew Fire and Flavor. And um, just less than eight months of us being formed, we won the Knockouts Tag Team Championships and uh, made history, becoming the first Black females to win the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. So um, then from there, you know, we, we won it a second time in the same year. And, um, you know, with unfortunate of Fire and Flavor breaking up later on that year, um, it was time for Tasha Steeles to ride solo. And she did. And when she rode solo, she showed why she's the brightest star in the sky and proved why she's the history maker. And then about, I would say, like less than six months after that, I became the first Afro-Latina knockouts world champion and not only that but beating and defeating a a legend um and uh it's just been so great and i think a lot of girls coming into impact would have probably taken them longer like longer to get these achievements but um right off the bat within my first two years you know becoming the first ultimate x winner you know and uh just doing this within two years it's been amazing for me and i can't wait to see what, what what's to come so much history being made by you. I hate to go back to this, but I kind of have to. <laughs> like when Ariel Hawani interviews, even if you didn't know anything, you could sort of tell that there's like an official nature. I would have never guessed that this was the Miami Herald. You know who that looks like? It looks like the guy from Walking Dead season one. Oh my God! It's the Miami. It's the Dale. It's the Miami. It's the Miami Dale. <laughs> the Miami Dale. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yo, I feel like I feel like he had to give that intro just so anybody knew who the fuck she was. Because nah, I mean, there's people who would definitely know. George doesn't count. Yeah, and I think there's, uh, <laughs> there's potential in school. I'm not going to hold her company against her. Besides, that company hasn't really done any harm in a long time. What, what do they really do? Yeah, no, because everybody forgets that everybody forgets they exist unless somebody gets fired. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no point. <laughs> Only time I remember they exist is when we play the drop. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's look around. What else do we want to talk about? Because there's no more with Natasha Steele. There's no segue from that. It's not like I have a bunch of impact news. I'm not going to be like, speaking of impact, no, that's not happening today. <laughs> yeah, there's just no segue out of impact. That's why it hardly comes up. Because I'd have to talk more impact. Somehow segue it back to the rest of wrestling, which it doesn't normally connect to. You know? Well, let's talk about The Rock a little bit. Because we usually open with The Rock. So The Rock apparently. Oh, that's always great. And everybody knows him. Yeah, so apparently, let's let's play this video of him, and then we'll talk about it. I've been waiting decades to do what I'm getting ready to do now. Hey, where's your Snickers? When I was 14 years old, every day I used to stop here at the 7-Eleven and steal a king-size Snicker bar because I couldn't afford to buy one. That was my pre-workout food. I did that for almost a year every day. I had to come back and buy every Snickers bar on those shelves. What's your name? BK. Ring all these up. BK's like, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
I used to steal a Snickers every day. We're doing that. I gotta come back and I have to buy them, you know what I mean? EK's look, look, listen, I'm trying to count all this shit. I don't need to hear your stories. Go tell Oprah. What do you got? You're welcome. Here you got big brother. Come on. You want anything? You got anything? That's just for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm going to leave these here. If somebody looks like they're stealing Snickers, give them these so they don't steal it. Thank you. That's a good idea. I guess. I have a high. Come on over here. Let's take a picture. I got to go. The rock is here. After decades of me wanting to try and make good, that felt really, really good. Go back. Go back. That was the best part. Thank you. After decades, I have a high. Come on over here. Let's take a picture. I gotta go. The rock is here. After decades of come to 7-Eleven and try and make good, that felt really, really good. I'm out. Snickers and 7-Eleven. I have been waiting. Wow, decades. good for him, huh? I guess. Oh, sometimes oh, I wonder if the rock just. I hate to say, sometimes I wonder if the rock just makes this shit up. You know, like. It's so crazy. I refuse to believe that he does. Like, what are you, Steve Rogers, Clark Kent? What kind of shit is this? <laughs> like a super superhero. That right? is great. I'm going to give back to the well, community. I stole a Snickers once a day every year. Here's 365 Snickers. I'm buying every last one of these bitches. Yeah, good idea. Oh, you, you, oh, you ain't got 365? How many you got? I'll take a ball. As somebody who worked in retail, I know the feeling on that dude's face when he walked up with all them Snickers. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's money. I'm sure the owners weren't like that. They were like, yeah, work, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His ass would go. He, I guarantee he was there for at least 10 minutes. Just counting them damn snickers. You fuck around and forget. You forget if you rang one up or not, and then you got to start all the way over. Oh, God. So there was this bodybuilder. Greg Douche is his name. Is his name Greg Douche? It better be Doshe. For his sake, let's hope it's Doshe. I could be butchering this. Greg Deuce, Doucette. Uh, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> he's a... This is funny why you trying to get his name right. Because I was trying not to make him a deuce or a douche. You know Ugh. what I mean? So I got stuck in the middle. I was like, fuck, I don't want it to be a deuce because that's like a shit. And I want it to be a douche. But it's like it can't be. It's either one or the other. There's really not many other options. This is like when you're playing a Telltale game, and it's like there's just not that third option. Like shit, somebody's dying here. He's Greg. <laughs> I'm fucking. He's Greg Doucette. Uh He's an IFBB professional bodybuilder, and uh, he was calling bullshit on the Rock's uh, claim that he eats eight thousand calories a day. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. How do you think that The Rock is staying in the shape that he is if he's eating that many calories? Newsflash. Reporter Greg here, reporting the news. The Rock's lying. Video done by The Other Rock. I'm going to tell you what he really means when he says what he's saying. He presented a video, painted a picture of what he wants you to think he eats to get in shape for his roles in various movies and to stay in incredible shape. And as you know, everybody loves The Rock. 
The Rock is very charismatic, extremely good looking, way more charismatic and better looking than Coach Greg. And so most people are just going to give him the pass and say, yeah, because we like him. But today, it's Bizarro World The Rock. And I'm going to tell you what he really means when he says what he's saying. Going to read between the lines and tell you what he's actually saying when he's lying, when he's not lying. Give you the truth on what The Rock actually means when he says what he's saying. I'll have some fish, either some cod or some salmon, which I f***ing hate, by the way. I hate salmon. I've and so he does eat How? How do you eat salmon? Someone's not cooking it properly for you. For the most part, everything this guy eats, he loves. And I'm going to share with you what I used to eat at the height of my professional wrestling career. I certainly smell what The Rock's cooking. It's a bunch of bullshit. He's about to spew in this video. I was probably at Ouch. that time ingesting Don't burn any bridges, homie. Anywhere between six... Especially with a voice like that and you pulled me bodybuilding, bitch? No. <laughs> Damn, dude. And so when a bodybuilder <laughs> famous actor tells you a calorie range, all you have to do is take the lowest number and subtract from there, and that's roughly how much they're eating. That means one day on a cheat on Saturday when he had epic French toast and burgers and fries, he once ate six to 8,000 calories in a day. It's not what he eats. It's what he's eaten once. The Rock in no way, shape, or form eats on average six to 8,000 calories a day. I know he's a big guy, a lot bigger than me, probably 250 pounds, I'm under 200. But I race bikes, I do a shit ton of cardio. I can tell you there is no way The Rock burns off enough calories to average six to 8,000 calories a day and look like this. If he actually ate those kind of calories, six to 8,000 a day, he would be 100 pounds overweight. There is no way he eats this much. How much do I think The Rock eats to look in his peak form when doing movies? Maybe 4,000. That would be respectable. Probably half of what he's saying. But hey, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to what he quite literally says he eats. We'll see. Does it make sense? It's about six to 8,000 calories or more like half of that. I do eat five to six, sometimes seven meals a day. Whether or not I'm training for a role, which usually I'm in, I am training for some sort of role or trying to maintain. And so The Rock is essentially main gaining. He's not bonking, getting sloppy in the off season. There is no off season. He's always acting in a movie, a series, making appearances, always looking amazing. And so what does he eat on a typical day? He says he eats five, six, sometimes even seven times a day. What's he have for breakfast? Consists of, of a cream of rice or an oatmeal, usually with some buffalo and some eggs. Does that sound like it's gonna be thousand plus calories a day? He's eating five to seven meals a day. Let's make it six. To eat six to 8,000 calories a day, he needs to average at least 1,000 calories in every single meal. I know he said he failed math. I taught math. I can tell you with a little bit of uncertainty because I failed math. Remember, this is Bizarre World. I'm the rock only in Bizarre World. I taught math. So yeah, very Bizarre World. Buffalo meat and eggs, not over 1,000 Like calories. more bizarre than most worlds, wouldn't you say? Uh, usually after my <laughs> yeah. consists of a carb, usually a rice, like a fast-acting carb, or maybe even a sweet potato sometimes. And then I'll go to the gym, which is probably at 5 a.m. now, because doesn't he get up at 4.30 to train? So meal two, probably 6.30 in the morning. It's a carb, either rice or a sweet potato, and some chicken. A potato. You think that's he said a potato. maybe over 1,000 calories? A bit of rice and some chicken? Doesn't sound like he's well on his way to six to 8,000 calories now, does it? And meal three, the same as meal two with maybe some greens. Boy, jamming up those calories with some greens. 
Must be a ton of calories in salad. And meal four, some fish switched over from cod to salmon. And frankly, salmon has nearly double the calories of cod. So that's when you know, like, somebody has a pretty fucking good standing in life. When the only jab you could take at them is that motherfucker doesn't eat as much as he's saying he's eating. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Put that up, but he said he's ate the same kind of foods for over five years. But it's a great fish in terms of your health and fitness. And he does eat salmon for the health benefits of it, and that's great. I do the same thing. Salmon is not my favorite, but it's somewhere in the middle. It's not that I hate it. I just don't love it. I like it enough to eat it. And then he Thanks for that bit of information as we're trying to analyze the rock. Right. Six to eight thousand calories. So where do the five thousand calories come from that he didn't describe in this video? He described about three thousand calories, maybe, but where do we get the six to eight total thousand calories? I'll just continue to eat. He never even described half of what he's eating. This is supposed to be a video telling us exactly what he ate to get in shape, stay in shape, but yet He doesn't give us any of that. He gives us a couple of made-up meals, sounds cool, and because he's The Rock, we just listen to him and love him. I love my cheat days. They have become uh, legendary. And of course, his whole fucking diet is a cheat day. For his cheat day. So Friday, Saturday, what day it is, he has a cheat day. Epic cheat days. People have shown, hey, I ate The Rock's cheat meal for a day. I ate The Rock. I cheated like The Rock. And obviously, look at the guy. He can handle these cheats. But is he giving us the calorie totals on his cheat day or every other day of the week? To gain weight or lose weight, it's the cumulative effect of the calories you eat overall. If you eat six to 8,000 calories on a cheat day, but you're eating three to 4,000 calories every other day, you can't tell people you eat six to 8,000 calories a day. You could say you eat three to 4,000 calories a day, and then you have a high calorie cheat on the weekend. That would be being honest, but hey, that's a lot more boring. Sounds a lot more interesting to say I eat 10 pounds of fish and that I eat massive stacks of pancakes on cheats. And so he's showing his cheat meals right now. And frankly, every single day I eat more than that at several of my meals. So the Rock's cheat days, although they look, wow, epic, I have larger meals than that every single day that I eat. Every day I personally eat more than I see the Rock eating. Yet I eat an average of 3,500 calories a day. I usually eat three to 4,000 calories a day. How can The Rock eat twice what I eat? Is he twice my size? Does he work out twice as much as Coach Greg? Is he racing bikes twice as far as I am? Is he even doing a shit ton of cardio? I don't think so. So how do you think that The Rock is staying in the shape that he is if he's eating that many calories? Newsflash. Reporter Greg here, reporting the news. The Rock's lying. Hello, wake up and smell the freaking coffee. Bro, he flies and shoots lightning. That probably takes well, a lot out of him. Credit my energy to, um, you know how many Battle Royale wins I have with him? Fuck you, Greg. And where does The Rock get his energy? Well, everyone knows from the Cove Cane. I mean coffee. They both start with a C. Very easy to confuse. Did this bitch say the cocaine? Hold on. What? Where does The Rock get his energy? Well, everyone knows from the Cove Cane. I mean coffee. They both start with a C. Very easy to confuse. In Bizarro World, it's cocaine. But here in the normal land, he just drinks coffee. Coffee is a stimulant. gives you energy. It's not shocking that you could just drink a cup of coffee and have energy. Over the years, I used to 
uh, try and create my own energy drinks by adding a powdered caffeine to a powdered amino acid to then a powdered carbohydrate. And so he created an energy drink known as Zoa, and frankly, it's basically coffee. It's 160 milligrams of caffeine, relatively safe for most people, assuming you don't drink multiple cups a day. And so is there anything wrong with that? No. Providing you don't consume it too late at night, it won't affect your sleep, gonna give you energy, have you perked up, perhaps reduce your appetite, boost your metabolism. So nothing wrong with The Rock selling his Zoa energy drink. I get asked this question all the time, if somebody's struggling with a diet, how can they maintain the discipline of it? Because, you know, look, everybody, they want to do well. People want to get better. And so they asked The Rock for advice, and he gave a great answer. People that are trying to lose weight and they fail, what do you think is the cause? What can they do about it? Said, Not eat the rocks meals. Weight, they all have great intentions. <laughs> Let's start there. You're trying to lose weight, but you're not using the right diet. He's saying re-examine things. Don't. Okay, okay, okay. We get it. Uh, do you want more? No, I think I've had enough of Coach Tim, Coach, whatever's face it. Yeah. All right, we get the general thing. What are your thoughts? Why he's so concerned about how much the rock eats? So like. I guess he's this is my first question. It's like, damn, bro, you hurt. Like, you just... I'm assuming he's a health channel guy or something. I don't know. Good lord, like, he took that shit like he disrespected his heritage. Like, the rock is eat 10,000 kids. Like, okay, <laughs> he's and first of all, ate the rock like 275, not 250, sir. <laughs> that piece of shit. <laughs> hey, rock, if that is your real name. Are you sure it's not Pebble? <laughs> that is ridiculous, man. Like, what is going on? I bet if I throw you, you don't skip. So, <laughs> so he exaggerated a little for the storytelling. That's all he has to say to get out of it, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Either way, Coach Greg's still like an asshole coming out of it. <laughs> you picked the wrong fight there, Greg. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, let's run a we weekly. Supposed to go in the gas station and buy all the Snickers. Don't do it. <laughs> what weekly do you want to run? Uh, SmackDown. We're gonna run SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. Let's get lead into war games. All right, let's get SmackDown up here. SmackDown. Episode 1214 came to us from Providence, Rhode Island, from the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Used to be a laptop. That's what it sounds like now. It's a city, apparently, or an arena. <laughs> Just one big-ass laptop. We open with damage control in the ring. Already in the ring. Get out here, because tomorrow night, we're going to war. But like I said before, we weren't coming here tonight alone. Send for the man. They literally sent for the man, right? Yeah, we'll wait till war game. Screw that. Yeah, so Becky returns. It turned out it was Becky. Right on time. Mm-hmm. Very happy to have her back. 
I love how they'll do all the people like the day before. It's going to be Sasha Watch. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. It doesn't look like Sasha here. Right. This girl looks like she shows up. Mm -hmm. All right. First match of the night was the SmackDown World Cup semifinal match Santos Escobar against Butch. What were your thoughts here? Oh, wait. Let's get some audio here. I'm gonna tame this man by putting him on his back. Because when you stand between Legado de Fantasma and the Intercontinental Championship, we are in a dangerous place. Huele a peligro. I guarantee you, we will have a winner here on SmackDown. War Games tomorrow night. I mean, how could Butch change this, this was a great match. This beautiful clashing of styles. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they take Legado de Fantasma seriously in here. And, right, uh, and yeah, it 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 does look a lot better with Zelina Vega. I feel really bad for uh, Electra Lopez, but I, I can't help, I can't ignore how good Zelina Vega fits into this. You know, I mean, Selena has she had a built-in presence from the get-go. All that time she spent with Andrade, like she had already like a, a already a lifestyle, already a lifelike presence. Whereas Electra Lopez, we hadn't seen her before, so there weren't really much there. Yeah, and Butch is looking fantastic, man. His main roster. Oh my god, I'm so glad they just cut him loose. Like, just let the dude fight. <laughs> yeah, way, way more rounded than he he's ever been. Actually, look, a brawl breaking out on the outside between the two stables, which causes the distraction. Of course, who was that? That was was that Zima? I don't know which one that yep. was. It was Zima. Okay. And then Phantom Driver for the win. Mm-hmm. So. Santos moves on. One step closer to an intercontinental title shot. Mm-hmm. He's pissed. It did make sense for him to lose, though, being that, of course, he had war games to deal with the next night. So. Yeah, exactly. Let's get to the Bray Wyatt stuff. <laughs> I feel like I... I have a good grip on what people think that I am. When I go somewhere that people are going to stare at me, I have the pulse on what people think I am. I know, I know what most people want to see out of me. People just want to see the fiend. You want to see the show, right? That's not the man that I want to be anymore. Burdens that I've had to go through, man. I am not the one that attacked L.A. Knight. The world is built on Eli. Eli. He'll make fools of us all if you listen to him. It's still just a snake. I hate this Uncle Howdy shit, man. If you ain't talking... You know? Like, look at that bullshit. Like that? What is that? It looks like when them good drugs hit real hard. They used like, to start flipping the fuck out now. <laughs> all they needed was regular Bray Wyatt. You know? Like, this is a little too silly. Like, no matter what it becomes, I don't think it's it, it's ever going to be something substantial, unfortunately. Like, it just doesn't feel like it is. Anyway. Apparently, there was a phone number that flashed on the screen or something, to my understanding. Yes. 
and there was like a Bray Wyatt phone message that you were supposed to like when during during all of that little flashing shit that happens. There's like a phone message that comes up, and uh, we have the audio here. So let's hear what the hell. Patient suffers from delusions of grandeur. Perhaps the most extreme incidents I've encountered. Concerns that no regimen of treatment or medication will be able to counter the imbalance of power in the patient's psyche. They're prone to disorganized thought patterns that communicate a sense of unmatched importance. Bouts of isolation seem to have amplified their inner monologue and honestly blocked out any outside voice. In short, the patient would need to think as highly of a medical practitioner as they do themselves. And honestly, that seems to border on the impossible. I've become concerned that this patient is such a danger to themselves and anyone they encountered that... Hello? Hello? Is someone there? Hello? Hello? I... I... Okay. <laughs> What's up, Logie? Okay, hello, hello. That was unsettling. I don't know what that shit was. <laughs> Doing good, just doing a wrestling podcast here. But uh, all, all, all we need now is the Miami Hero guy, and it's perfect. <laughs> Boy. <sighs> if you ain't talking about me, then you ain't talking. But let me talk to you. What was your Thanksgiving? Did you enjoy it? Next thing I know, I end up getting pulled out from underneath a pile of bread. Human trash bag gets to stand out there, vomit his lies. Well, you know, it took everything in me today to hobble in here. And if not for this sling, him in the eyes, and I would say, whose game is it? It's LA Knight's game. Pick his keister in in front of everybody. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, he isn't a sling. I guess that's part of the angle, though, right? Yeah, that's an angle. Like, I don't think he's actually really hurt. Nah, nah, he's, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Loki, you exposed yourself. You're definitely a kid if you got grounded. You're exposed. Hashtag exposed. I don't think that's the one. And actually exposed, not Twitter exposed. Were you here for that, Dustin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were here. You were. Great. <laughs> yeah, I was here. Then I don't have to bring you up to speed. That's even better. We were shooting people in the face on Fortnite with that. I remember. I remember. Anyway, game tag team it? match. It's LA Knight's game. Lay some busters down. It's the Viking Raiders, and Sarah Logan's name is now Valhalla. They named her a location. Good for them, right? Yep. The ultimate goal of a Viking warrior to make it to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're back to being hard-hitting, you know, serious characters yeah. as opposed to before. And have you um, caught the name of, uh, I believe, their new finisher now? Uh, what is it? They call it Ragnarok. I feel like I did hear that. Yeah, they call it that in this match, as a matter of fact. Yo, I love how everything about them is like 10 times more badass. Now, if Sarah Logan's new name is Valhalla, the new finisher is Ragnarok. Like, Yeah, and she looks good in her role. You know, I'm not going to lie. The she looks terrifying and it's beautiful. 
Like he antlers suit her. Yeah, good look. It looks good. Looks good on her, and it's good to have her back. Yeah, absolutely. Very solid stuff. We already saw all of the Ray Mister. We don't have to do that. We did that last <laughs> week. But what we will go to is is Karma. SmackDown World Cup semifinal match Ricochet against Braun Strowman. And I guess they're punishing Braun for talking shit about little guys because he takes slaps. He takes a whole bunch of Just offense. Saying. And he loses the match to the, to the flippy dippy guy who took offense to that. Got to be careful. Control his narrative better. This is a different locker room, my friend. I've seen people get yeah. receipts for, say, for, for talking shit. They let them do that. You're going to have to learn to work with flippy dippy guys now. Or stay off Twitter. Keep your mouth shut one or the other. Ricochet going over with the crucifix with the distraction via Imperium. That'll at least further that feud between him and Walter. Walter kicks the shit out of him. Ricochet comes back to help him. And now we have X-Pac and Kane 2.0. Hell yeah. The only difference is Kane's less over in this one. Or Rob Van Dam and Kane 2.0. Or insert partner in Kane 2.0. Hurricane Brian, and Kane 2.0. Brian Danielson and Kane 2.0. <laughs> you know, we had... We see, had so see, many- see, the only criteria is the partner had to have been smaller than Kane. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, it's deserved. Like, angle or not, keep your fucking mouth shut. Act like you've been somewhere before, because none for nothing, Ricochet ain't never been as low as control your narrative. So on the indies, he's accomplishing a lot more than fucking you. Like, this isn't Vince's locker room where you can have your little underwhelming universal title run and think you matter, bro. Like, check yourself before you get rolled up by more cruiserweights. And even though they never followed through at the angle, rumor has it that they do have the big green monster suit roaring and ready to go. You keep fucking around, they're going to put you in that. You're going to go from red to green. They didn't do it to Kane, but they'll do it to you. He could be the big green. <laughs> I he keep forgetting the, about that. Oh my god! He could be the jolly green monster. Oh, I mean, hey, he's already got the elf pants. He's already half. Well, actually, three quarters of the way there. Yeah, get it together. All you gotta do is give him some pointy ears, some green, a hat, and then next thing you know, he's the elf amongst elves. Yeah, and they committed to this shit afterwards too, because uh. They teamed up to take on Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci in a dark match after this. <laughs> yeah, they kept they it like, going. They're like, you guys are still a team. Get back out there for the dark match. And Ricochet's the big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet's the hot tag. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. That's so Imagine if that... I, I wish I could see this dark match now. Right. Like, <laughs> like it's the one time we don't have play dark matches, really? Braun crawling. Oh, he hits Ricochet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. <laughs> oh, Smackdown's fun. Speaking of fun. What are you doing? No, you got to. Okay, go, go, go. Are they? Kevin, we're not doing this tonight. Just go, go. I have a question for you. What happens when you do something? Or, or say something that pisses one of them off, right? Because you said something, you did something. But what do you think happens when, when you do that and you piss Roman off? What do you think he's going to do to you? You've seen what he does to his own blood when they piss him off. So just think about that. I would strike first. See you tomorrow. Jay! Well, I, I texted Jimmy. I just got Where here. Where you I been at? texted Jimmy. I was running late. I just got here. You talked to anybody since you've been here? No. Nobody? 
I just got here. I'm talking to you now. Is that okay? Yeah. It's, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. We're out tonight, all right? Yeah. My dogs! Before you go, I got to ask, oh, how are you feeling God. having your first match back brutal as war games? The shoulder is still banjax. How I could dismantle them, how I could tear them limb from limb. And I think no better time than tomorrow. And everybody wants to go to war until the man comes around. Tonight, you ladies... What? Nope. No promo for you. <laughs> you know, that's still my favorite thing. Tonight, you ladies get wrecked. <laughs> That's what the tonight, you ladies is. Oh my god! Apparently, Raquel Raquel has a broken arm and a dislocated elbow. She's gonna be gone for like four to six weeks. Yeah, she she gonna be out a little bit. I just love how like they, they she didn't even get to pass the mic and the ass whooping started. Shotzi's never backed down from a fight. My emotion is one of the reasons she finds herself as the number one contender. Small, loose face today. Good old Shotzi. It's funny how they try to give Shotzi this push. She's being treated a lot better than when the way she was when Vince was around, right? They return her face yeah, and heel back and forth for no reason. Yeah, she, she's turned out a lot better. Shayna, unfortunately, is getting the same deal. She's like the, the sidekick that gets her ass kicked a lot of time. Is Raquel's yeah. injury a work or a shoot? Because it doesn't look injured. I'm not even sure anymore because, like, when I saw her come out for the match, I'm like, wait, is she actually hurt? <laughs> I don't think so. They wouldn't allow her to take those bumps if she was. So I'm going to call bullshit for the time being until we hear otherwise. Maybe there is something she has to get done. You know, maybe there's an injury that's happening. Oh, hold on here. Yeah, maybe it's just not related to the arms. We got to talk with Ooses. watch her friend. Up next, it's the advantage match for War Games live on Fox. Finals of the SmackDown World Cup. So this rematch actually has a little bit of depth to it that makes uh makes it really cool. Okay. This this uh World Cup's final is the first time these two have been in the ring together since they were Prince Puma and King Cuerno in Lucha Underground season one. Wow. So it's been years since they've been in the ring together. That is amazing. And there's also your weekly public announcement that that is Zima Ion in the background in the in the right. <laughs> Everybody keeps forgetting that that's Zima Ion. Yeah, the worst part about it is I don't even know if people actually forget or he's just like doing the bit. Oh, that's, God. That's Team TNA in the background. We got Rosita back there, too. It's amazing. Right? Oh, there's so much indie on this one screen. Yeah, really. Ron Braun must be pissed. Lucha in the front, impact in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, let's go forward with this. <laughs> Shotzi, how's, how's Raquel? Well, obviously her arm was broken before she ever got into the ring. And now her elbow is dislocated. Rhonda and Shayna were a couple of bullies. So I was ready to come at them alone. And I'll never forget that. Shayna, when I tear Rhonda apart i'm gonna shock the world when i beat you senseless right anyway after that 
we get our non-title war games advantage tag team match drew mcintyre and sheamus against the usos jimmy and jay the winner of this gets that advantage during the war games the first guy that goes out right or, uh, yep they they get they get the constant if it's if it's, uh, if it's first starts they get two on one then three on two then basically on and on to the war games mm -hmm. oh yeah this is kind of an important match you don't want to lose this one might, oh uh, yeah this it might not look very good you might not please the tribal chief in theory if something like that was to happen i love how much owens looks like he's just enjoying himself like i mean enjoying... he's gotta be having fun he gets a part of a major angle with probably one of his best friends but I mean, and it's you know, basically like a, it's a top to your headliner angle but i mean he, he's looking at them like he's just waiting for this whole shit to just fall apart like he's, right. just, he's just along for the ride. No, Who what kills me is when he go is when he <laughs> he looks at him and he goes, "They're gonna turn on you." I turn on you now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He, he turns on everybody. Owens turns on everybody though. What if what if years from now the bloodline stays together? What if years from now when they induct the bloodline into the Hall of Fame, it's with Sami Zayn as well? Or what if when they induct him into the Hall of Fame, it's Sammy who does the inducting? You never know how far. And then he just looks at Kevin and go, "Guess what? I didn't turn my dog." <laughs> you know, like shit. I never thought that I'd be watching DX running a wrestling company when they said they were taking over. I didn't take that shit literally, and yet here we are. Oh my god! Superfly splash, close to count, false finish. Yeah, I really like the way the chemistry that these teams have. All of these matches are big ass kicking matches. Look at Drew's big right. ass going over the top. I love how Sammy trying to get the belt away cost of the match. Donner. Bro kick. And that's it. They screwed up. And not only do they get man advantage, but then that told the story going into war games. Now Sammy's in a cage with a pissed off Jey Uso. <laughs> yeah, see the concern? I still find Jay's just like the only just fuming. Just, there's fuming and then there's other warrior on the other side. The only other thing that happened that was noteworthy. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, I mean, you slapped him twice. So I guess he gets to put the things on you twice. Right, as a receipt, and then the follow-up receipt. I hope you never slap him again. I bet you won't now. Maybe he will. Right, I wouldn't fucking. If he puts the thing, me, I wouldn't breathe in his direction after that point. If he puts the stuff on top of you again, that equals a third slap. <laughs> how can he slap him like this? Boom. It depends on how far the rabbit hole goes here, you know. <laughs> but does each one of his personalities get one receipt for said slap? Yeah. Because if that's the case, motherfucker, you got this at least four more times. He has to write on a chalkboard. I will not. It has to be like the Simpsons. Being, I will not slap. <laughs> <laughs> I will not slap Bray Wyatt. One hundred. <laughs> you or I will mysteriously wind up with shit on top of me. You know the worst part about it is just because the bits just just because how crazy the bit runs in the middle of it, shit winds up on top of him. Like, oh no, motherfucker, you got more receipts coming. What do you mean? But keep writing though. I get that they do it for dramatic effect, right? But what would be the visual explanation of how that happened to him that he didn't see? 
You know what I mean? Like, what in the world happened to you that you have no <laughs> idea how you're winding up with all this shit on top of you? Like, I guess the implication is that he's using real supernatural powers. I mean, I'm guessing that. Because how the fuck would you not know if he parried you on top of stuff? You know what I mean? Unless you were unconscious. Every time I've ever seen, every time I've ever seen jumpings like this, that's always my thought. Like, how? No, but when the person's buried, and and it's like the, they're sort of implying that that this guy didn't see anything. Maybe he got knocked out first, then buried later, and then woke up like that. To dispose of the evidence. Such a weird thing, but whatever. Don't fuck with Bray Wyatt, or we can't even explain right. how he fucks you up. <laughs> we'll just laugh at the aftermath. That's how scary it is. We don't even understand what happened to you. That's a good idea, right? You know? Hey, man. <laughs> That's actually worked. Well, you get unexplained ass weapons. You don't fuck with somebody at that point. Yeah, exactly. SmackDown did 2.64 million viewers, 0.45 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, they got they went on the air a bit late. They're surprisingly at two million views. They went on the air a bit late because of the college football and the FIFA World Comp. They got preempted and stuff. And you know they still like nothing stopped that show. SmackDown is a strong ass show. Yeah. Uh, Rolling like beasts. SmackDown's money. <laughs> Should we uh, go to news? Roll into Survivor Series. I'll let you pick here. Uh, you know, let's keep the flow going. Roll into War Games. War games. Get the whole weekend of madness out in one shot. Yeah, that's not a bad idea whatsoever. All right. So, Survivor Series War Games came to you from Boston, Massachusetts, the TD Garden Arena. Going into it, Shotzi was on the network. And, uh,. She actually dropped a special message, I thought, in case anybody didn't catch it and wanted to hear it. It's been a really tough year, and I'm finally feeling like I'm finding myself again, and being in this position really proves that. So I just have both my dads in mind this whole match. This is dedicated to them. This is everything that they've ever dreamed of. Because I don't know if you guys recall, but when she first came onto the scene, um, like she talked about her dad, who uh, was an army guy, and like that's why she was into tanks and shit and everything. He passed away. So. Yeah, so like the tank is her little way of carrying her dad with her. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the another one of the reasons WWE got so much heat. They took the tank away. It was like you took the thing that kind of means shoot most to her. <laughs> Yeah, like the tank. The tank's not just a prop. Like that's that's how it does have a sentimental value to her. But I mean, it's cool for her because it's like win or lose. Like you're on pay per view wrestling the baddest woman on the planet. You made it. <laughs> yeah, and she's put the work in, so it's something to be proud of. Yeah, we're very grateful that uh we have this new regime because I don't know what they were doing on her before. They were really sending her to hell. Oh my god. And you can see, like, the exact one when she breaks down. It's like, dude, no matter what happens now, I fucking made it. <laughs> Looks like you made it. So we Some people off... don't even get that far, so. Mm-hmm. 
So we start off with the War Games. Ten men, ten women tag team match. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair with Mia Yim against Damage Controls, Bayley, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, as well as Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. And Nikki decided to be different and to wait on top of the war of, of, her, of um, her team's pod. I love that that's even allowed. Yeah. What were your thoughts as far as this match goes? Oh, the ladies started off fun. Like it was, I liked that um, they acknowledged so much history from the first War Games match. I mean, both teams have people who have been in it before. Both people have both teams have people who have won in War Games before. And yeah, oh, everything started great, way. obviously, with uh, Dakota and Bianca starting the whole thing. Of course, EO starting um, being the first one in because damage control had main advantage. But I like that even in the moments when there was the main advantage, Bianca's team was never completely out of it. Yeah. Asuka was a little bit more serious. She was the regular Asuka. She was the old Asuka. I mean, shoot, you lock somebody in with two rings and a big ass steel cage. You better be the old Oscar. Poor Every- Dakota got tossed around by Bianca all match long. Yeah, everybody was in their NXT modes. You know, it was the smart thing to do. That's what Triple H was thinking. He was like, I got to reset this shit back to NXT before War Games. Otherwise, it's pointless. I can't have like Nikki Ash in there and, you know, all this other nonsense. And of course, um, one thing I acknowledged, I didn't catch it until the second War Games match, but every War Games since. WWE has had a pattern, and Nikki Cross continued the pattern because she was the third person let out of the cage. The third person's always been the one to bring the weapons in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they they gotta do something better. Maybe make it like lockdown, lower the weapons from the uh from the ceiling or or whatever. Yeah, I mean, put put a that. roof on War Games. Yeah, because lockdown really is just a War Games copy, isn't it? Like when you look at it in a lot of ways. That, yeah, that's um that that's what Sting said uh in the first interview about it. He was like it was basically kind of to give a rem a remnant of war games. Yeah, that's what it felt like. They added the ceiling though, like when everyone's finally in, the ceiling lowers with all of the weapons, which I always thought was dope and, and impact. Yeah, yeah, it, it was but yeah, it was always TNA's little uh twist to make it somewhat different. Look at me, Todd. So Don't say that the internet will get heat because they just like bitching. <laughs> Good selling on EO's part there. Everybody's selling garbage cans. They sell the garbage cans better than the chairs. Right. Like, and yeah, Mia Yim finally got into war games, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of her. You know, back on Raw, I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but on Raw, they gave her back her NXT music for whatever reason. They were just like, ah, here's your NXT music. Yeah. So, um, it was nice songs. Huh? They keep toggling shit back and forth. There was That's so much going on in this match. <laughs> yeah, there really was. Of course, they keep Becky out until practically the end. And there she is. I wish she stopped Except dressing. The so man last. Like, stop dressing dumb. Like, what is that shoulder thing? Hey, long, as long as she's serious and not that big time shit, I'm okay. Can't believe you wrestle with that on. You're going to put somebody's eye out with your little fucking shoulder blade. <laughs> it's war games. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? An eye for an eye. I like the attire of damage control, though. They always look like straight up badasses when they come out, you know? I love to ask a question. You thought that? Rhea ate every bit of that mist. You know what I love about it? When you look at Asuka, like she did more miss afterwards. Like it was like, poof, 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 poof. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like she wanted to get all of it out, you know? Like watch her face. Like there was the initial misting, poof, then it was like, poof, poof. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to miss the <laughs> shit out of you. Take all of it. 
Oh my god. Okay, here's the receipt and here's your coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna miss your whole face. <laughs> oh my god. I just love that Rhea had the cell while still getting missed it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gotta be like getting pepper sprayed by the cops. Like, good lord. That rose plant in the middle, that's another fucked up move. You gotta be careful with your legs as well. Good thing that she, she didn't. Holy shit, you know? I was sitting there wondering, like, all right, who's gonna be the first one to catch a spot in between the game, in between uh, the, the, the brings? That is brutally physical, right? And then, of course, we gotta have somebody get handcuffed. Look at that electric chair backdrop. Yeah, they worked their asses off in this. Yeah, going through that thing, of course. Everybody got thrown around so much, it was fucking crazy. That's rough. And that's the bump of the night. That's the bump that went. And I love that what they don't show is right before that freaking poor Bailey once again, Bianca keeping up her tradition because she KOD'd her into the cage. Well, some nasty sounding bumps. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time they get to the end of the match, Bianca always tries to kill Bailey in a different way. <laughs> Poor Bailey. This is the reason <laughs> why they were letting. See, this is like very old school booking. This is the reason why the heels were kicking the shit out of them throughout the season, so that we can have like a big blow off pay per view where the heroes finally prevail. Everybody popped a Senzu bean right before War Games. Mm hmm. So, which one of these? <laughs> Inevitably, somebody in this little happy family, most likely Alexa Bliss, is going to turn. I mean, they've been saying, but pointing out, it seems like Brazel teasers tend to show up when she's on camera. Everybody's very happy to be in this little stable. Bliss is kind of indifferent. Like in every scene, she's like, eh. everybody's like, "Yeah, I used she's to be like, more eh. open." She's like, "I used to be uh, more open than this." Everybody's like, "How do you feel about the organs?" Yeah, and she's like, "Eh." I remember, when, I remember that time I pinned Randy Orton. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, but the other team got rocked, man. We actually get footage oh, yeah. from another from a from a fan camera here. I thought that you'd find interesting. EO collapses. <laughs> Scooped the poor girl up. She was... Yeah, she was on her last leg. I mean, hell, you you moonsault all you moonsault off the top of occasion. It doesn't work. That kind of takes it out of you. Mm-hmm. At least it's not literally her last leg like last time. Oh God! She gets to walk out of there, right? Or get carried. She really did get carried. Rhea's fucking strong. Carried her like a bag of potatoes. Anyway, moving along. We get the singles match. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. And AJ gives us one hell of an Easter egg. So, Finn Balor, right? (laughs) And his mask. That mask is a bit ridiculous. I love that somebody in the chat, I forget who said, it's Cobra Commander. Oh, no, that was, that was I think that was AC on the chat. Oh, it might have been in the call, right? During the watch. Yeah, he was, yeah, that was AC in the call. 
And then AJ. Bust out his New Japan mask. Isn't that amazing? Now, we got to stop and talk a little bit about this mask shit, man. I don't mind AJ. Yes, AJ and his New Japan mask. I don't mind. Because <laughs> there's nothing to talk about with Finn's mask. There was nothing on the mask. Look. I'm just going to read. This happens every now and then on this show. Oh, shit. I'm just going to read some of the random comments of people who watch this intro. Oh, God. One person put another mask added to Finn Balor. Another person put Finn Weird Mask Balor strikes again. Another (laughs) person put... This is one of my favorite ones. Finn Balor is on his bullshit again with the mask, and then they put the crying face <laughs> emoji. <laughs> Here's another one. Finn Balor managed to get AJ Styles to put on a mask before pandemic could. Ooh. <laughs> you had to reach for that one, you simple bastard. You That's fucked up. AJ Styles and Finn Balor having a mask challenge. Finn wins for me. And then someone else puts, where Finn Balor get these masks from with the crying face emoji? <laughs> Yo, it's going to be my new favorite thing every time Finn's on pay-per-view. Iowa mask we got this week. Oh, my God, dude. That one person, though, who was like Finn Balor on his bullshit again with the mask. <laughs> Such a fun way to put it. That's the one that now is going to make this my favorite thing. Every time Finn Balor is on pay-per-view, when we do the fucking prediction, I'm going to be like, all right, well, match we got this time. Oh, that motherfucker's going to have masks like Fortnite pros have skins. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened there, man. I tried to ignore it when it was going on. I was just like, why is this a thing? Oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. But AJ was uh, looking to get two monkeys off his back in this match. Yeah, because uh, first of all, he hasn't won a pay-per-view in almost three years. And the other thing yep, is not, that he's... he's that's his crown jewel 2019. Yeah, and the other thing is that he was 0-1 against Finn Balor because of the TLC match they had back in 2017. So yeah, two things, two records here to, uh, to deal with. AJ, goddamn, yeah, AJ man. was literally a, a must-win in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. Of course, this is like a dream match, man. This is like what something. Oh my god, it's like Christmas. Wanted, you know? Yeah, exactly. This is like a top tier. We're getting all the top tier stuff now. These are matches and things that should have been happening for like a really long time, and now finally in WWE we're getting them. Nice abdominal stretch. And a cool, uh, a cool detail people noticed throughout the night. They alternated rings for singles matches. Mm-hmm. It was left, right, every single time. I believe they did that in the past. Ushiguroshi, and we don't have Mauer here for that. I like that dragon screw leg whip on the apron there. Ah, oh, frickin' Dominic, you're fucking everything up. Can't be doing that, man, you little worm. And this was my favorite part of the, the chat, because, like, whenever stuff like this happens, usually the fight finds its way back. And, and I think it. I told, like, an old story from, like, middle school, these guys who were arguing in the gym, and they just kept going around and around, and I was just waiting for them to come back for the rest of the match. 
And you know what? These guys didn't come back. They actually are guys. That was just how they, that's how they left them out of the match. Both. I like the fact that they gave uh, back and forth Pele's there. That double knee gut buster that freaking Finn did. Also very solid. All of my favorite kind of offense is in this style of a match. Because AJ Styles, although can be a high flyer, he's very well rounded. He played like a lot of Finn's ground game there. I love rolling into the calf crusher there. And then he has to basically bang his head against the mat. In yeah, order to he, he, gave, he gave him the bra counter. Mm-hmm. You know, knife edge chops there. And then, of course, another Pele where he gets him into the corner with a forearm. Phenomenal forearm. And there you go. Yeah. AJ gets the monkeys off his back. Last time he won a match was at Crown Jewel in 2019. So, yeah. I like that. I and really did enjoy that. And as now much as for I, the Twitter is fickle match of the night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? Like as much I was against the the as much as I like Balor and Age, I was against it because it's Survivor Series. I still don't agree with the fact that Survivor Series had no Survivor Series matches. There's nothing elimination. There's nothing where anyone becomes a survivor. They yeah. really need to. That would have been the perfect one to have elimination. But honestly, at the same time, to be fair, from it sounds like they're going to be doing just an overhaul of the pay per views. Like we're not going to have Hell in a Cell. Or, and, and you know what? I've always disliked gimmick pay-per-views. I always kind of felt like it's okay to have pay-per-views. It's not okay to have gimmick pay-per-views because we never did that in the past. I don't know when the hell that became a thing. But a gimmick pay-per-view is a bad idea. And what I mean by a gimmick pay-per-view, for people who don't know, a pay-per-view should never be named a match type. That's really silly. Hell in a Cell was something that happened at another pay-per-view called Bad Blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. The and then it would happen at random times of the year. The whole allure to the match was you didn't know when it was going to show up, but you yeah. knew if it showed up, it was a special occasion. Yeah. The Elimination Chamber, I believe that was also a match. It didn't originally happen in a pay-per-view called yeah. Elimination Chamber, I mean, Chamber, the, right? the, when you look at it, especially the Elimination Chamber is probably one of the most dramatic cases of it. The first Elimination Chamber match happened at Survivor Series. The next one happened at SummerSlam. It was literally two different periods of the year. Yeah, and I kind of, I know a lot of people who are younger, like people in their 20s especially, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, you know, they, they like that. I always thought that was dumb. Like, why is that, why is a match type a pay-per-view? Same thing with Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? Money in the Bank, that's, that's a match that can happen at WrestleMania. It's a match type. Yeah. They made too see, many see, But the thing, the thing with Money in the Bank, the reason it was okay for it to happen at WrestleMania was it made WrestleMania bitter to have this one marquee match for it. That's how you make pay-per-views exciting. You have a pay-per-view and you have one of the, you get to pick these various match types and put them into the pay-per-view. When you make a fucking pay-per-view, the match type, then we have a problem. And, and of course, then you have to... The Rumble's, up- the Rumble's really the only exception. Yeah, and that's because it's the road to WrestleMania. But then you have to make up reasons for this stuff to happen, and that's not good either. It's kind of like, oh, shit, Hell in a Cell's coming up. All right, we got to think of a reason why two people are in Hell in a Cell. Like, oh, man, you know, like war games, we have to come up with two. T- it, it, it was always the other way around. Someone would get into a feud, two stables would get into a feud, then a GM would come out and decide that the way this is going to get settled is in this match. Not, oh, well, you know, it's February, it's time for us to do these kind of matches. It doesn't make any sense. No more gimmick pay-per-views. So I know that they're sort of changing that around. So let's see what... uh what happens as far as that goes you know yeah that brings us to the smackdown women's title match ronda rousey being accompanied by Shayna baszler defending against shotzi i almost keep saying black heart because i'm used to they didn't need to just give her back the black heart thoughts i mean this match happened i love how fans use this match to start a trend fire ronda rousey and i was like but I was wondering Why? about that because I'm seeing that all over the internet. Are they saying fire Ronda Rousey? Actually, fire Ronda Rousey, or is it just against like, her within the Basically, character? fans are blaming Ronda for this match not coming out good. Well, this bump was her fault. Yeah, like that looked like shit. 
There were a few spots that did look like shit. But I'm wondering if the fire Ronda chance, is it because of her heel character or do people genuinely want her gone? Because I kind of there, find it Honestly, hard to there, there's people, they just don't like the concept of Ronda being here. I don't know if it's because Ronda whooped their favorites' ass or what. Ronda's one but of the there's fans. Draws. You know? Like, like Ronda's been great since she's. I think this is the only. At least to my my memory, I think this is the only bad Ronda Rousey match we've seen. But if there's anything that we learned from the Elon Musk takeover, is that Twitter is not the majority; it's just the loud minority. So just because there's yeah. a bunch of people on Twitter saying fire Ronda Rousey, she's still the one of the biggest draws in WWE. You can't go by Twitter anymore. That's one thing that we learned. Is and no, for nothing, shit. even if it was the majority, who in their right fucking mind is firing Ronda Rousey? Like what? Yeah, no one's gonna fire Ronda. Whatever. People gotta get the hand out of their ass for once. Like this is okay. She had one bad match. Guess what? Some of your fighters have thirty and forty, and nobody says shit. And the match wasn't that yeah. bad. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the worst we've ever seen. It was just from the standard of matches we've seen Ronda Rousey have. This one was the worst. It's like, hey, okay, they didn't mesh as well as we thought they would. Big fucking deal. It was alright. Anyway, Ronda obviously goes over. Yeah, I don't think fine. anybody thought that Shotzi was going to have the upset here. Uh, I mean, it was, I think, I, I think I remember you saying last week, it was just cool that Shotzi got the opportunity. Because on the previous regime, she would have never gotten anything like this. Like, she got to be on the big stage and compete against the reason we have women in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Really cool like stuff. That, that's, a, that's a career highlight, no matter what way you look at it. After that, we had the United States title match. Triple threat match. Seth Rollins defending against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. Not the <laughs> I know how you brock him every time. Now. You have to brock him. Bobby Lashley. Oh, this was a fun triple threat. Yeah, we're trying to get... We're, we're trying to... Uh, how Austin Theory got his groove back, right? Right, you're we're, we're pissing off all the marks. Yeah, pretty because much. they make it so easy. Yeah, but overall, not bad. You know. Yeah, uh, this was a good. These guys, these guys complement each other very well. I can't believe we're seeing the best Bobby Lashley that we've ever seen in his whole life. Right, he's yeah. not confused all the time. It's awesome. Like, like Bobby Lashley is a guy who's part of the roster that we accept, kind of like Logan Paul. You know, but it's right. Bobby Lashley, so it's even funnier. Because I never <laughs> thought he was going to be all right. You know, remember Bobby Lashley is the most confused person in the world. Remember those video clips? Oh that my god! Was, was, some, of, some of that shit was insane. It it literally. You talk was, about a man who was so excited to get to make those videos every time. I have to stop this talk about. It literally sometimes looked like in the older games when the AI wouldn't know what to do. Like if you were on the ground and they wouldn't know to cover you, so they would just walk back and forth from you to like the corner to you to like the corner. And you're like, what is he doing? Like still the best one. The best one still is when he had to hold somebody up for us for Drew to hit them with the steps, and he's yeah. just standing there, just staring at Drew. Not a deer in the fucking headlights. Like, oh my god! Sometimes he just doesn't know what to do. Remember, remember that time he tried to sing "Rock and Robin" and forgot the words. Yes. <laughs> Look I don't at him know why, now. I don't know why they thought he would know the words though. Would he? Does he look like a rock and robin guy? Hey man, you never know. You... <laughs> 
See, I'm not a rock and robin guy, but I don't know. Maybe Bobby was. Huh? <laughs> That's a great still shot that we have. But anyway. It's a painful still shot. <laughs> Love that the pedigree is still a thing, even though, like you said, it's a signature now. Yeah. What I love so much about that stomp is, but right before he did it, I'll never forget. I said, I was like, wait, he's gonna, he's gonna arc off Lashley and stomp him. And I saw the look at Seth's eyes when he realized he could do it. That's beautiful. Oh. So. I love how apparently on social media now everybody's like, oh, shitty move, Triple H. You did that to Rollins on the Shield's 10th anniversary. One of them didn't even hear. Shut up. The Shield's 10th anniversary. Like if they're a thing with feelings, right? Right. I don't get it. What, is, what does that have to do? I'm so confused. Oh, Everybody because, oh, up right, in arms right. because Seth lost the title on the Shield's 10th anniversary. Dude. Because on the anniversary, we're just forbidden from losing titles. Not only was I not thinking about that, I don't even think that Seth would be thinking about that at this point. You know how many years ago? Bro, that shit was like 2013. I hate to say it because I love the shield and everything. But are you hearing what the fuck they're saying? Like, oh, how dare Rollins lose the title on the anniversary of the shield? 10 years ago. Like, no for nothing. Yeah, they're probably excited. They're like, hey, guys, 10 years ago, we changed everything. But then they're like, okay, well, you're dropping the title to Austin Theory. Fucking cool. Rollins has had about about six gimmicks that he's gone through since The Shield. He's married a wife and had a child. You know how long ago it is? Like, I I don't think anyone watching. It it, it takes the internet to come up with shit. How dare they do this on the anniversary of The Shield? I'm telling you, Marks who hate the fact that Triple H is in charge and actually pushing people who matter just reach for the dumbest stuff. Because first of all, the finish was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Because of course, he speared him when he was going for the second half of the uh, suplex of the Falcon-Arrow combination. And Theory just rolled into place. It's such a weird complaint to have. And people need to face the facts. Austin Theory is good. You don't like it? Guess what? It doesn't matter. The only reason that they did all of that was to give him the title. And now people are like, oh, we never run into See, the only difference is I might have waited a little bit longer to do it. But I'm not mad at it. Because guess what? The fish was cool. The story is cool. The fact that it's like he's starting fresh and immediately first thing he does is get his belt back. I mean, I would have waited a little longer to do it if it wasn't for that whole shit that happened with the money in the bank. Like, everything that happened with the money in the bank from beginning to end kind of made it an emergency to do something with him, you know? Like, if we could just have taken out that whole part where he wins it, and then that whole weird shit happens and he loses it and everything, then he wouldn't have needed the title right away, and they could have kept him on a slow burn. But once they did that, they pretty much put him in, like, Damien Sandow territory, you know? Where it was just like, oh, now we have to do something or nothing. Kind of like Nakamura when he fought AJ at WrestleMania. And I said, you know what? If they don't do anything here, then they're not going to do anything anywhere. And then they didn't. His claim to fame after that was a bunch of jobbing until he started dancing with Rick Boogs. 
<laughs> and I like Rick Google, don't be, get me wrong. Let's, let's, let's be real. I'm impressed he made it that far back out of there after I had. <laughs> and I like Rick Boogs, don't get me wrong. But that was, we almost had Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE champion. Sometimes if you don't pull the trigger when something big happens, what the hell are you going to do with the person after that? Austin Theory had been losing. He lost his money in the bank. He lost the U.S. thing. He lost the U.S. title shot. They had to do something. You know, like at least that's the oh, way yeah. I see it. Austin Theory, congratulations. Well, that money in the bank cash-in didn't exactly go your way. Tonight definitely did against the odds of both Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Not only that, but you took the title off of Seth Rollins on his 10-year anniversary here in WWE. So how are you feeling right about now? Seth freaking Rollins and Bobby Lashley are two former world champions. Austin Theory walked in there tonight and beat both of them. Call it what you want, but I call it a win. And the whole world knows now. Me, Austin Theory, a two-time United States champion. But now where do we go? The now is right now, and it's very clear. And I've said it for the past few weeks, and it's reality. So anybody that wants to step up is getting sent home. I don't play games no more. There's no smiles, but what there is is action. And I can do this all day, and anybody that wants to go around, I'll put them down. A-Town down. You know, it's great. For a long time, he was the face of Evolve. I'm sure you're aware when he was the world champion. Yeah, I remember. And that's, this is how he was. This is, this is what they bought. You yeah. know? And even though I like what he was doing with the way and with Gargano and them, it was such a far departure from the person who, he, who was the world champion of Evolve that it was almost hard to believe. You had to ignore that it was the same person. I kind of think that when Triple H polled him, he wasn't thinking of, of keeping him as a fucking cartoony character. That would be ridiculous. Why would you take somebody who has so much potential and make him into that? Like now, it kind of feels like just like everybody else, they're just letting him be himself. You know what I mean? Because this was like the Austin theory that was in Evolve. He's a better promo. He's been more well-spoken. He doesn't come off goofy. You know what I mean? Like they took all the cartoon shit off of him. I knew it. This is exactly how I thought it was going to be. If this is how it would have been in the first place with the money in the bank, they wouldn't have needed to reboot him the way that they did. But he was a literal cartoon character that won the money in the bank when they knew for a fact that that's not the way that he was originally booked. So it's just silly. This is the way that it's going to be. And now it's going to work. And you're going to see a bunch of people who all fucking doubted him because he was a cartoony character that are going to eat shit. Because the same thing happened with Brian Danielson here. People who knew about him from Ring of Honor were like, dude, this guy's really fucking mean. Like, he'll kick the shit out of you. And everybody else was yesing and laughing and the B-plus thing was all cute and everything. But eventually they had to sort of just give in to the fact that it's a character that can actually beat you. You know, not just like a happy guy. So I kind of feel like exactly. everyone goes through that sort of transformation. Unfortunately, not to Jerry. I always think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like in ECW, I remember when, this guy's a killer. This fucking guy. Oh my God, he's so scary. Then he came here and it was all. Dang, 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 dang. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> he blinded Nidia, sir. You show respect. <laughs> You know, some people don't get their dangerous gimmicks back. And that was the one fear with Austin Theory where it's like, you know what? You might just become a 
<laughs> like the way they did fucking for the Jerry, you know, or, or Perry Saturn. That guy was a monster. Terry Saturn was a literal tank. And then know? Moppy. Perry Saturn used to come off like someone who you would face in cyberpunk. And then after he hurt that one jobber, they made him Moppy guy. You know, and he never came back from that. Oh, God. When they sometimes they, those leaps of faith, they're not good, man. When they make you funny, don't make money as much as people take that as an offense. When, when they say that about wrestlers, sometimes you they make them funny and then they don't make money. Right. And then they just leave them funny because they don't know what else to do. Austin Theory, congratulations. I don't know why I let that loop like that. Right. You get one congratulations. I don't care how good you are. You only get two. I don't know why I thought there was something after that. (laughs) (laughs) And this is it. The cage. Despite all their age, there's still just some men in a cage. Bars. Okay, we don't need all the intros. You guys have the general idea of who's coming out here. Essentially, you got the War Games 10-man tag match. Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and the Brawling Brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus against the Bloodlines. Jay and Jimmy Uso, along with Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman at ringside. And this time they mix it up because the faces have main advantage. Mm-hmm. They sure do. And Butch wastes no time immediately to fingers. Yeah, he was all about fingers in this. Well, he popped everybody's And like I said, it's kind of funny to, for him to now be in War Games of Survivor Series because of how much this match means to him. Because he won the first one he was in and then got to meet his kid when he was born. And by the way, with a broken foot. Mm-hmm. And yo, how cool is Sola Sokoa? I got to go ahead and say it, man. How cool is that guy? Like, yo. No disrespect, but it's it's a coin toss with the Samoan family. Sometimes they're just terrible on the mic and just don't really have the personality, even though they're all good wrestlers and very physical. We have situations where there are Samoans that just don't work. Rikishi being a good example. Remember the bad man? I did it for The Rock. That was That's because they had that motherfucker too cool dancing for years on end. You don't just switch that up. Well, they had him too cool dancing because he did it for The Rock. He didn't have a good... He didn't have good promo. He wasn't a good guy. When you really look at it, Umaga, Jamal, aka you know, and Rosie and all of those guys, they they weren't the best mic people. Tamina is probably like the queen of the shit mic people. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Roman took a while to come into his own. The Usos, as, as to be honest, also The Rock wasn't that great. You know what? Actually, not, not none of them start off great on the mic. They all start off horrific, what, what, and then they, all, all of them get good once you take away the fucking script. They all start with terrible personalities and horrible mic skills, and then they become awesome. Solo Sokoa, I was worried, was going to fall into that category where he's just, like, bland. But he's not. He's actually pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. I'm glad he's here. Sammy makes it into the cage. The other oost that I like. My other favorite. Yeah, Jimmy started to go in, but then Roman sent in Sammy. Mm -hmm. Send for the Sammy. I like that he runs on his chest. I love that he gives them the steel Spike Dudley stops. Roman was gonna wear red too. I love the way he hit his the way he soul rolled on his head there. Roman was gonna wear red too, but I guess when when the 
costumes came, he put it on, and he didn't like the fabric that it was or the way that it was. Something like that happened, and he just changed it. I guess no one's going to say no to him. Yeah. But yeah, whatever, something was wrong with his. In case and people no were, Bobby Fish, they weren't copying Undisputed Era. That's how much fashion and shit like that just completely bounces off of me that I, I didn't even notice until people were complaining. Where's the Red Roman? They're just like, what do you mean the Red Roman? What the fuck's that? I was like, oh, I give see. A shit. Like, yeah, no, they didn't. They, they, people wanted to know how come he didn't have red. I always thought that it was just because he's black. He's wearing black because it's championship. And colors, he has you know the red I mean? glove, so he has red. So, <laughs> Like black is a championship color. When Ronda Rousey right. was champion in UFC, she wore black trunks. Yeah. And then when she lost, she didn't. That, that, was, that was one of the key things that uh, the UFC implemented. Champions all wore black. All wore black. I believe so in boxing, too. And it, it's always been a thing in wrestling as well. Yeah. Of course, Kevin Owens with the, the dusty, the dusty uh, tribute attire. In all contact sports, it's usually a thing. Like, black's considered a championship color. Yeah. It's meant to stand out from all the others. The vertical suplex. I personally think it would look weird to see a champion in a non-black color. Yeah, this, no, no, nobody else is trying to be seen in here. Like, and I remember I pointed this out because it just hit me. Yeah, he, he walks just like Umaga. He flails like, Solo, his arms. Solo walks very wide. Like. He flails his arms and he moves just like Umaga too. His posture, yeah. his stance, <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a young Umaga. It, it, it's like everything about his movement, his posture, very wild. But to be fair, Umaga moved like the Wild Samoans. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Sammy took the door in the face. I love how people walk toward the gate when someone's coming in. Like, the only thing Where that can happen like, is they hit you with it. away from that fucking gate. <laughs> they really used the shit out of this gate, right? Oh, yeah. They, they made sure they got every bit of that money's worth of that war games. The tribal chief. I love how they're all bracing themselves. You get the nose-to-nose standoff there. Overhead view. It's fisticuffs. And then all the beats of the Irish demon babies. Yep, the su- <laughs> it was a superpower creature frenzy. I kind of wish, and I hope they start doing this in the future, when when the fifth guy gets in, just sound the sirens. Yeah, they gave that I love that little bit of story. Yeah, right? I thought this is it. They're going to break up. I love the, like, the storytelling. It's just like the element of danger. Of, like, this is what happens when all of the bloodlines are the same match together. It's not just one. It's not two. It's, not, it's all five of them. The highlight didn't catch it, but that first slap, apparently it fucked Roman up. 
from what I'm hearing, right? That's what yeah. angered him? Uh, he, he, he thought he might have busted his eardrum. From a fucking slap? Oh, you get slapped hard enough, you'd be amazed how much damage that can do. One good one will ring your doorbell, will ring your bell. That's why they have competitions for that shit. I was about to say, though, we have competitions where people charge back with all their strength. They wind up and fucking knock you. Wouldn't you be ruined if that was the case? <laughs> You'd be amazed how much that open palm can really do. <laughs> all you got to do is just get one good one in, and that's your whole Christmas gone. They said Roman was only mad for like a little while. It was like a momentary thing. Yeah, they they, they talked to afterwards. What's that talk? It was about? more. It was more just because it was like it was unplanned, and of course, it rocked him pretty good. Yeah, it was an unplanned spot. Spot. I guess Owens just felt like slapping him. I don't know. What the fuck yeah, he. It, it was. It, it seemed like it was more just like Owens doing that in like the heat of the moment. The low blow, the ultimate heel tactic. And then Haluva's the shit out of him. There's a really cool bit of storytelling that's about to happen right here. That embrace. Look at yeah. Sammy fire up. Because like that meant more to him than all of this. To hell with the war games, to hell with that. That the fact that Jay took him in. I that's got all event. he ever wanted. I got the favor of main event Jay. Right. <laughs> and I love that him and Jimmy still got the handshake in though. Good old Roman, right? Yeah, got a little bit of a shine on that other eye. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he took that Owen slap. <laughs> Open palm justice. He slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, no. Here's your bloodline, motherfucker. <laughs> He had to climb the cage to make sure everybody can see the one. Right. <laughs> Do you see this one? I'm the one Arab guy in this shit. Everybody else is smoking. <laughs> I'm literally the I one. I am the one mulatto cookie, goddammit. I'm literally the one. I am the sprinkle of vanilla. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Oh my god. <laughs> so let's it was funny. I don't know if you saw or heard, but uh Sammy had a fun way to cap off everything at a, a live event the next day. No, I didn't hear what did he do? He made Solo laugh. Well, Solo always looks like he's at the verge of laughing. Oh, he he yeah, he he cracked. He finally cracked him. <laughs> He has now broken everybody in the bloodline. 
Yeah, and now, as you know, WWE is also doing media scrums the way that AEW, the Triple H, said they're going to be doing a lot more. I guess he wants to show them how it's done without chaos. Yeah, so show you what happens when an owner with a fucking spine handles those. I love that when they see something done wrong and they just start doing it. They're like, we could do this shit correctly, can't we? Watch how easy this is. We don't have time for the whole media scrum. But um, I did want to watch the Triple H part. A lot of stuff comes out on here. Yes. How are you? Everybody good? Good. Good. Um, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I know uh, holiday week that uh, that goes by really quickly, and uh, hopefully this was a great cap off to a great Thanksgiving weekend and, and staying with a sort of survivor series tradition that has been going on for years and and uh i'm I'm glad we could continue that process um i want to thank everybody here since we're talking about thanks and thanksgiving let's talk about i want to thank everybody here i also um you know i want to thank the fans the wwe universe all around the world we have the greatest um fan base i believe of any sport or entertainment entity that's out there the the most passionate fan base tuning in from around the world anything we do anything we put out there they come to see for a very uh a lot of them it's it's almost a lifestyle and uh so i just want to say thank you to them uh because they make all of this possible everybody that tuned in around the world makes all of this possible so while we're talking about thanksgiving i'm thankful for all of you um also wanted to thank the people here at TD Garden today. I used to come to this building, the old version of it, when it was Boston Garden, when I was a kid. Grew up here watching it. One of the coolest moments of my career when I very first started in WWE. Um, I wasn't allowed to work in the company yet. I was uh, still uh, under a, uh, a court deal to prevent me from working, but the WWE was having a Legends night, and it was going to be the last night in the old Boston Garden here. And uh, I called J.J. Dillon at the time, who was running talent relations for WWE, and I was like, can I, is there any way I can work on that show? I don't care. I will fly myself up. I will uh, I will pay for an opponent. I will, whatever it takes, I just want to wrestle in that building, uh, you know, before it's gone. And uh, they said, Absolutely. And I flew myself up and came up here and got to wrestle. And every legend was here, including Kowalski, who trained me. So it was an incredible night. So I have very fond memories of of this space, this area. Just driving in today, man, it just it brought me back to being a kid and and uh, and being in this environment. So it was very cool. So I just want to thank TD Garden for this, and I really appreciate our partnership with um, Eric Stoffer here as part of the TD Garden staff that just makes all of this possible for us. So. I just want to thank him and his team uh, for this for this tonight. Um, we had a complete sellout tonight. Um, over 15,600 fans here in attendance. We kept opening up more and more of this arena until we just had no place else to put people. And um, everything that we opened up just kept selling. It's the largest gate that we've ever done here in Boston. Um, it is the highest grossing Survivor Series of all time. So an incredible night. And it was also the most viewed survivor series of all time um 
so an incredibly successful night. Um, and, you know, as always, uh, Boston here provided us with an unbelievable crowd. So uh, my hat's off to them as well. Um, and of course, I can't say enough about our talent here tonight. You know, war games matches are challenging. Um, they're challenging physically. They're challenging mentally to put together, um, to make storyline threads like what you saw with the bloodline tonight and Sami Zayn pay off from beginning to end throughout this whole show. Um, it's an incredibly difficult uh, thing to do, and, and they rose to that occasion. Um, they embraced this new challenge of not only Survivor Series, which has been, you know, just a staple of WWE almost since the very beginning, but to, to add a factor to that of War Games and to embrace that in a different way and take that on and, and run at it, you know, head first. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, funny, I heard Becky out here talking about the scenario and when you, when you come back off a serious injury like that, it's, it's, it really it messes with your mind, right? Can I do this? Can I, am I going to be the same? Is it going to, you know, for, in Becky's case, is my arm going to pop out of the socket the second I do something, right? You, you have to have a lot of trust in your surgeons and your rehab process and everything that you've been through, but it's nervous and you're there and it's tough. When the, words war games were first mentioned to Becky uh, as a conversation around your return. What would your return be? How would you step into the ring for the first time? What about war games? <laughs> there was a moment there where I think she was like, really? Um, and put some thought into that. And a few minutes later into the phone call was like, in typical Becky fashion was like, screw it, let's go. Let's do this. Um, to go from that level of nerves to screw it, let's go, to the next morning I get a phone call that says, Becky's thinking about jumping off top of a cage, a leg drop through a table. What do you think of that? And I'm like, she didn't really take her time in getting comfortable with war games. You know, it's there. The, the level of commitment that comes from our talent for things like that, um, it's, it's tough for people that aren't doing this, that don't have that level of physicality, that, that don't do this on a daily basis to understand. But my hat's off to them. My hat's off to Becky for stepping into this. Yeah, for having a ball for that, right? Off that injury and, and to everybody that was out there tonight because this is not, a, not, a, not an easy thing to do, and uh, they knocked it out of the park. Um, I thought the women had an incredible War Games match to open the show. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I hear... People talk about the main event in a show. And there's, there's important places within the show. To me, opening the show is just as important as closing the show. He's um, right. I wouldn't put more importance on one than the other. You have to open big. You have to close big. Um, and we did that. That's our hat. Women just knocked it out of the park. Um, couldn't be happier for them. They, they really delivered. And, of course, the men did on the end as well with, with an amazing storyline. So, you know, and, and what you saw take place in between. Um, so much happens in those war games matches. To be able to rise to that level, to keep that, that excitement and that level of energy going, whether that's uh, Finn and AJ, who I thought had a phenomenal match tonight, whether that's Ronda and Shotzi, who I, did, I thought did as well in a very tough spot, or whether that's um, uh, the triple threat, which was just off the charts. And I want to, you know, make mention of uh, 
new U.S. champion Austin Theory. Um, you know, unfortunately for him, his career was dead two weeks ago, and now it's resurrected. So uh, that's. <laughs> He's walk Damn. <laughs> Um, today meant a lot, uh, I think for all of us, you know, um, in a, in a transition time in a new transition time where you're trying to blaze a new trail, but at the same point in time, um, remember everything historically that came in front of you and, and pay homage to that, to honor that, to pay respect to that, every bit of respect that it's due. I grew up watching Survivor Series. I grew up watching war games. Putting them together tonight and having that deliver in such a big way meant a lot to me. I think it meant a lot to our talent. I think it meant a lot to them as, you know, uh, as talent that as kids grew up. <laughs> King with the honey, you'd have to go that hard on theory. What's up, man? Right, like, damn. <laughs> How you doing, Quest? This before us, step into those time-honored traditional pay-per-views and do what they do better than anybody else. Okay, let's get to information. We get it. It was a great fucking pay-per-view, man. Sure. <laughs> you would think that he was a fan. I guess he is. He's like, man, that was such a good fucking pay-per-view. That was actual good shit. He's going to go up to Sean. He's going to be like, yo, do you see the pay-per-view? So good, right? Here we go. Kids up in the middle of the night. That was a good pay-per-view, wasn't it? become a permanent fixture at Survivor Series moving forward? I think we'll see. I think, um, I think as I just mentioned, I think it worked out incredibly well tonight. Um, I think it was very exciting, but we'll see how that goes. You know, sort of in the process of looking at the overall year-to-year -year calendar and seeing where things go or where, where, where they end up, but I, but I believe uh, tonight was very successful, so it, it makes me feel positive about it, but we'll see where the future takes us. Right here in the front row. Liam Crowley with comicbook.com. Paul, congrats on the success of the pay-per-view tonight. Uh, kind of following up on that question, we've seen reports that Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view uh, might be kind of scrapped, and we're going to move that match type uh, to different premium live events throughout the calendar year. Do you see War Games as potentially having that same impact as maybe a traveling match type that's not necessarily glued to Survivor Series but pops up across the calendar? I think it could be. You know, I, I, I'm... Um... For example, Hell in the Cell stepping away for me, I think there's a lot of feeling that sort of Hell in the Cell is one of those things that is a giant blow off, right? Um, if you're calling somebody out at the end of something, you can challenge them to Hell in the Cell. So I, I hear this speculation among fans a lot about, and, and, and all of you as well, about, you know, Hell in the Cell, Money in the Bank, Elimination Chamber, maybe those things should all go away. And I, some of that I, I hear, Hell in the Cell, I hear it, right? I, you know, I, I had a, a highlight of my career in, in sort of Foley and I calling each other out on Hell in the Cell. Um, but then when you get into, no one's ever gonna challenge somebody going like, that's it, I'm tired of you, I challenge you to an Elimination Chamber with five other guys. Like, it doesn't work, right? Same thing, like, well, that does it. I challenge you to money in the bank, right? Like, it, I, I feel like those, there's a difference there. Um, I think we have to reevaluate all of that. I think we have to look at that. It's, it's really. He's right about that. Like, something like uh, Hell in a Cell is a blow-off match that can happen at any pay-per-view because one person at the end of a feud could tell the other, I challenge you to Hell in a Cell. 
or just like I challenge you to any kind yeah. of match. But whereas something like Elimination Chamber or uh, Money in the Bank, you're not going to be like, I challenge you to Money in the Bank match or I challenge you to Elimination Chamber yeah. match with five like, guys. Elimination Chamber, because I think like, when we see it done in the past, it's a very oddly specific scenario for that match to get called on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think, like, on. I'm watching through old Raws uh, currently in my off time. Um, I'm getting near the the one at SummerSlam 2003, where it was like Goldberg, all the Evolution guys. You need that specific of a scenario for that match to just pop up. Absolutely. Looking at the overall calendar and saying, what is the best place to put this? What is the best way to entertain our fans? Or what makes the most sense one after the other? It's It's no different than when you look at a show and you say, Okay, th- this match has to deliver. Yeah, but it can't take away from the rest of the show because it's the whole show. But then it's the whole arcing story of what we're doing right now. And then it's that whole year of what we put out all together. Right? There's so many layers of what we do that you got to keep in mind all of those. And, and Yeah, he's right. Forward. So it's up in the air. But I, but I think it's, it's something that we think about on a regular basis. Yep. Thank you for the question. Our uh, next question comes from Ryan Glaspigal from the New York Post. He asks, how did you go about getting Ozzy Osbourne for the introduction montage, and when did that come together? I called him. (laughs) Simple enough. (laughs) We called Ozzy. Um, I couldn't understand a word he said, so we talked to Sharon. (laughs) You know, Ozzy, as you guys know, Hall of Famer, icon, um, just, you know, means so much and, and War Pigs is such a classic song that just fits with the with uh War Games incredibly well. Um he's always up for doing stuff with us whenever we call him. He had an album out. It was great to promote his album. It was great for us. Um at one point in time we were talking about him performing here today. Um just timing wasn't right and the and the the moment wasn't right. Um but you know I think we, we love Ozzy, uh, we love Sharon, we love what we've done with them over the years. We look forward to doing more together, um, and it was a, it was a blast to to see him in the open of the show tonight. And what's cooler than having Ozzy say "Welcome to War Games" with the Prince of Darkness laugh after it? You know, I mean, it 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 just fits. On the right, hey Paul, uh, Alfonso Castillo with Newsday and Pro Wrestling Illustrated. On the topic of uh, match types, when you go back to those original Survivor Series, they were all about the uh, the elimination tag team matches. Uh, WWE's kind of been in and out with these over the years. We've seen uh, kind of resurgence in the last few years. Didn't see any uh, tonight. Are we done with traditional elimination uh, Survivor Series tag team matches? Uh, and what are some of the challenges in, in keeping that concept alive? I don't, I don't think we're done with anything, you know. I think that when we look at it together as a whole, it, it's about what's best for our fans in the moment. So sometimes st- stuff needs to break for a while. Sometimes you bring it back later, and it's, um, you know, it's iconic, and it's, uh, oh my God, they're going back to that, right? So to say it'll never happen again, I think is wrong. I think it was the right year. We all looked at it and decided internally that it was the right year for us to maybe freshen up the concept a little bit that the either the five on five tags and maybe even just the straight out raw versus smackdown was a bit tired and maybe needed a refresh um 
So that's what we did. We try it out. We see where it goes. We see if fans enjoy it. At the end of the day, we're just trying to give everybody the best entertainment we can. So we try things on. If they like it, we stick with it. If if it needs to t tweak, you're constantly evaluating everything you do. You have to. Otherwise, you stagnate and die. You know? That sounds scary when he puts it that way, right? Back right hand corner. Right. James Stewart, 98.5 The Sports Up here in Boston. Uh, congratulations on such a wonderful show tonight, Paul. Thank you. Uh, my question relates to your creative process and how long in advance do you storyboard ideas for, say, Roman Reigns or for somebody in NXT like Carmelo Hayes or for somebody who's injured like a Cody Rhodes or Tommaso Ciampa? So thank you. It's a good question. Um, you, you know, the, the process is different and it's it's constantly evolving because you just really can't um, about the time you say, all right, this is what we're doing. It's written in stone. That is what we are doing. Somebody gets injured and the whole thing changes, right? So, and when one piece changes, creative is like dominoes. When you have a, you know, however many people that you have within your roster, when one piece moves, when you take one out, it changes the dynamic of the whole deck. He's right. Or, or the whole stack, you know, you, you, you have to be constantly moving with it. So you're setting yourself up with long-term, you're setting yourself up with medium term. You're setting yourself up with short term, knowing that any of it can change on a week to week basis. Given injuries, given, um, you know, you, you put something out there that you think is going to get this kind of reaction and it gets this kind of reaction. And you go, oh, my God, we're on to something different here. We're going to head in that direction. You want people to you want talent and, and everybody to have an idea of where things are going. Right. I. I I use this expression a lot. Uh, creatives like putting uh, stuff in a GPS in a way, right? Like you just got to put the destination in there and they'll give you a bunch of routes to get there. Somewhere along the way you decide, you know what, I'm going to go right here instead of left. It just feels better. And then it reroutes you and you figure out a way to try to still get to your same destination. You might decide along the way you want to change that destination, but you you know, you can and you, and, and you do, but it, it helps to guide you. So you have to know where you're going, but you can't be so married to it that you can't uh, be nimble and, and move at a, a second's notice. And our final question, uh, yes, sir, in the back. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Gray Matthews with Bleach Report. Uh, obviously a significant show tonight. It was five months ago, almost exactly. One of the first shows under the Triple H regime was here in Boston, so kind of going full circle. Um, but with that being said, there were always rumors that 20 years ago you wanted war games here at Survivor Series. So kind of going off that, can you confirm those rumors that we almost got the match 20 years ago here at the show? And not only that, but where... Yeah, Stacey's is right. They do have better sound and better questions than in the AEW media scrum. Well, when you're not blowing all your money on CM Punk, you can afford these things. Well, th one, thanks for the question. Two, it's funny that most rumors remember things way better than my memory of it. But you know what it is, though? Look at how relaxed he is compared to them. The media scrum in AEW is all, you know, like those yeah, fucking guys, like everybody, <laughs> like the media scrum, Tony Khan and those guys, it's like strange. Like you could just tell the Triple H organically, naturally, comfortably knows what the fuck he's doing. It's like ultra instinct Triple H. <laughs> For different reasons, we ne we didn't go there. Uh, obviously, even when you know we were running in NXT, it was a uh, good idea to do these media scrums. Came in and it was it was something that we could do that was yeah, exactly could own it. I've always liked the concept. I've always thought there was there was um, merit to it, and and that uh, especially in this day and age, it could be 
uh, you could do a lot with it. You know, um, it's morphed, it's shifted over the years to fit in what works um, today, as opposed to what you worked 30 years ago or, or more. Uh, Heyman and I were just looking at a, a, a fight card today from like the Dangerous Alliance versus Sting Squadron, and it was 30 years ago, which is hard to believe, you know. Um, but you have to evolve things with the time. Um, so I've always been a fan of it. Did I pitch it to be? I don't know. I don't know. You guys know better than me. I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't keep track of any of that stuff. Um, hope that answers the question. And I know Byron said that was the last question, but I feel like this young lady's been sitting here with her hand up and you've just skipped over for all these dudes. Can we just... Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, we're calling Audible. Here. Oh, put Byron on the spot. He said no dicks before checks, Byron. Thank you. We recently have seen some international events have a lot of success. So, you know, we saw uh, Clash at the Castle, Crown Jewel. So are you thinking about going anywhere else international? Maybe Latin America? And we'll do Charlie Online, by the way. Look at that. He skipped a Latin woman. Cancel Byron. Don't tell them. They'll try. For the question, I'm glad I asked you. Um, yeah, look, I, I spent, you know, almost 30 years of my life doing this, going all over the world, right? So I don't know that there's a country out there that I haven't been to, people that I haven't seen, um, the cultures, the, the locations. If you were to say to me, what's my favorite international location, it would be tough for me to pick one because they all bring so much to the table and they're so exciting. So to say, where do we want to go next? Everywhere, everywhere, you know? Um, Clash at the Castle was amazing. I think it it sets a standard for what we can do um, on a global basis, on a stadium basis. Um, so let's go. You know, you mentioned Latin America. Let's go. Mexico, let's go. Um, everywhere, internationally. We want to be there, whether it's Australia, whether it's Japan, whether it's any place else in the world. We want to go there. We want to do what we do in front of fans that are ready for it all over the globe. Um, big stadiums, big arenas, it's what we do better than anybody else on the planet. So um, if you've got a, a city that's out there that wants WWE to come, if you've got a country out there that wants to come, you've got a continent out there you want us to come to, yeah, call us. Stay tuned for Puerto Rico. Um, you know, we, we want to go to all of them. And, and we look forward to sitting down with the governments there. We look forward to sitting down with the local organizations there and, and making it be the best deal uh, for fans, for WWE, but also for that community. Coming in there, uh, you know, doing stuff within the community, doing stuff that benefits them financially. When, when you can talk about those international events and the millions, tens, or more millions of dollars that we bring into the economy there, it makes sense. He didn't want to go in the millions and millions. <laughs> right, you heard him fight you too, right? Yeah, he had, to, he had to get out of that one. Mr. Levesque, thank you so much for your time and congratulations on a successful night of Survivor Series War Games. Thank you all very much. We'll see you soon. Thank you. And he's not going to take this fucking shit anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't wait for WWE Premium Live Event. Presents Tara Timbuktu. No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. See how much more professional that is than Tony Khan's is? 
But then again, this is also Triple H who knows there's no drama coming out of his pay-per-view. Where he's sitting there knowing damn well the bullshit he's about to have to deal with. And they just sat there and just let it happen. Nobody went, no, they, they, Triple H go went to that press conference, that media scrum, whatever you want to call it, with no worry about anybody having issues with anybody because anybody went off script because of rumors and the other kind of bullshit. This is a professional official company and it feels like it. So they say the Survivor Wait. Series did 46% up from the 2021 edition. Uh, the best in venue merchandise sales in event history, 20% from last year's Survivor Series. The gate was the highest ever in Boston. I think he might have mentioned that. Uh, yeah, it was it was just really good. They did they did like a really 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 incredible time. Also, on a side note, oh, apparently yeah. it's being reported that when you're in WWE now, you sign a contract and you get the money that's in that contract, and that's the money that you get. I know that sounds weird to have to explain to people, but now in WWE, when you sign a contract for money, the money that you sign for, I repeat, is the money you receive, which essentially means that there's no Saudi bonus, there's no pay-per-view bonus, there's no mania bonus, there's no bonus. You can feel about that how you you want, but in this new version, you don't get a bonus based on the show that you're on. You just have your money for your contract and that's it. That might piss some people off, especially because they get WrestleMania paydays and Saudi Arabia paydays. But now your paycheck yeah. is your paycheck, and that's it. It's not specific to bonuses in other places. I want to look more into that, though, because it sounds a little bit funny. I need more details. So we're going to keep that in the air for a couple of weeks, though. And uh, uh, because it's also Melser, I know this respect, but he's also saying that there might be a bonus if you're Roman Reigns. And you're a big merch guy. You'll probably get more. Yeah, see, Mel's just shot himself in the foot right with that. Because it's like but, that statement doesn't make sense anymore now. But he's saying most people are making what their contract says right now. And that's the key word, right now. That doesn't mean that it remains consistent. So I would take that with a grain of salt like I do most of the shit that they say on the sheets. Until we hear something that's actually from a source within the industry. You know, But I figured I would share what we know so far in regards to how that's going. All right. Wow, we did a lot of weeklies, right? I think there's still more WWE weeklies. We haven't touched any AEW weeklies, but I'm not going into weeklies right now. Right. News. Yeah, time to talk a little bit of news. So Ronda Rousey apparently has another big fight ahead of her outside of the WWE because uh, they included her in a specific game. And... uh. I won't spoil it. We'll just take a look. Oh, shit. I'm really intense, but it couldn't be farther from... Are you fucking kidding me? What the f***, Shadow Legends? Put me in the game. <laughs> Miss Rousey. <laughs> we already have hundreds of champions, so... Put me in the game. We, we should definitely do that. Access granted. Now, you will need a weapon. Oh, hello. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. You got that right. Download Raid Shadow Legends and get the legendary Ronda Rousey champion for free. People think that I'm really intense, but it couldn't be farther from. 
Now just remember that, Marks. When you're playing Raid Shadow Legends, now you have to play as Ronda Rousey. Now you get to play as Ronda herself. How nice is that? We might start Look having to play Raid Shadow Legends on this channel because it would be lucrative to us, and there's Ronda Rousey in it now. So now we got exactly. two reasons. Exactly. We have a reason now. You know, we'll keep you updated on that. You know, we have a justification. It connects with wrestling. There you go. There's my gateway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, her. She died. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God, that might have to be my new intro. Oh. So, yeah, this actually pertains a little bit more to what we were talking about in regards to Survivor Series. But uh, here's a Finn Balor clip from uh, BT Sports. The moment you felt like the Judgment Day was catching fire. Um, it's hard to tell. I think uh, Clash of the Castle. I think the build-up to that match especially, but uh, Clash at the Castle and when we were all laughing, uh, when it was me, Rhea and, and Damien laughing at Ray having just got uh, kicked in the, in the balls by, by, by his son. So hard that his... <laughs> That's where the bonding really came from. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was a weird thing because the Judgment Day originally was supposed to you know, be a different direction, and you know, the night before, obviously, I got the the new, the new draft, and uh, and it was completely different than uh, what I had expected, and uh, it's, it's, uh, I feel it's far exceeded anything that uh, people had expected, and I'm really enjoying it, and if people aren't enjoying it, it doesn't really bother me because I am. <laughs> the moment you felt like the Judgment Day was catching fire. Yeah, so that's another thing Triple H changed. Like he said, it was supposed to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, in other words, Vince was going to bury the holy fuck out of it. They were going to be redempt. They were going to be freaking retribution too. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's going to happen. So in other news here, WWE released... Um, this is a Spanish presenter that they have. Her name is, I don't know if I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Quetzali Bulnas? Quetzali Bulnas? We're going to go with that. I could be completely destroying her name. <laughs> this one, I'd like to go on blind, but this one, we probably need a little bit of context. Uh, so there was an event, there was a house show in Mexico City, Mexico, this past October 30th. And this woman wanted to give an unplanned spot on the show to one of her friends during a house show. Basically, this wrestling YouTuber from Spain named Foulback. And basically, so what happened is during the house show, you know how sometimes the, the commentators are in the ring between matches? From what I'm yeah. understanding here. She took it upon herself because she had a friend who was a YouTuber slash wrestler in the crowd to just wave him over and be like, come on, jump over the barricade and get into the ring. Like, it's okay. And she's in there with Byron. And apparently it's reported that Byron looked visibly uncomfortable. Like, what? We're going to let this random guy there. And then, like, even security kind of tensed up as this guy came over the barricade. And this woman kind of told him, no, no, it's okay. Leave him alone. And, uh... You know, nothing happened. He got in the ring for whatever the, the reason was. 
Let's look at this. Let's let's look at this before we go any further. Oh, there's footage. Oh God. You can see the security guy there, right? Look at look at over at the apron in front of her. Like the security guy doesn't know what's going on. First Byron looked behind him like, oh, we should be should we be doing this shit? And the Christ. security guy came over and like spoke to her and she told him, No, no, it's okay, it's okay. Byron's sitting there like, is it? Is it? <laughs> In other words, we're going to try to figure out what the fuck is going on here. So he could not look more awkward at ringside. I guess she's trying to get that guy. I don't know what she's doing here. So anyway, what I find funny about this is that she took that liberty to do that, even at a house show. Right. Like you're just a fucking commentator. You're an announcer. Who, who, what right would you? Are you crazy? Am I wrong in this feeling this way? Did she let her? No, like you're YouTube? not in a high enough position in any way, shape, or form. She let her random YouTube slash indie wrestling guy who I've never heard of in my life climb the fucking barricade so she could put him over on the mic with Byron standing right there at a house show. Are you maybe she thought that no one would catch that on camera? But even then, there are people in charge at these things that are still in gorilla. You can't fucking do that. Who the hell does she think she is, right? Like, I hate to say dude, it like you're that, not but even, <laughs> that's like, crazy. Like you're, you're not you're not even big enough amongst the commentators to try to pull that. You don't have that level where you could determine who jumps that barricade. That sets a bad example too. You can't let people think that that shit is allowed. You know what I mean? That's extremely you? serious. Released on the grounds of stupidity. Like, what? If she wasn't given permission, which I'm assuming she wasn't. You know? <sighs> because, uh... Let's have a look at what's going on here. Like that—that's the decision so devoid of logic. From what I'm seeing here, it looks like they just fired her afterwards. You know, <laughs> like it's not really devoid of logic at all. They, she got fucking fired. It's oh no, no, I know them. There's perfect logic there. It's just her decision. Like, I mean, we can't confirm that this—that that the incident. She worked for them for apparently about four years. We can't confirm that the incident of this 
connects to her being fired, but I'm going to just take a wild pitch here. I'm going to say they fired her. I mean, her considering the fact that we didn't hear about her before or after this, we're just going to say that's the reason she got fired. They let go of Jeff Hardy for climbing over the other side of the barricade. She lets some fucking stranger through to this side. <laughs> right. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, we knew Jeff Hardy. Her. So apparently she, she, she released the TikTok video. Oh, joy. And, and then this got deleted. But in the TikTok video, she talked about getting fired, I guess. And then she also talked about, I guess, abandoning alcohol for good. And that she's choosing her Raj product instead of alcohol. I guess she has some sort of a CB, CBD product. So she used her firing video to promote that is what it almost sounds like. Let's hear this oh one God. before we judge it. This is all uh, very interesting stuff. Let's make sure. All right, I'll endure this before I make this that. obvious decision. <laughs> before you make the, the before I'll, say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll humor you just before I make the decision. We're to make the, the assumption we're all going towards. <laughs> so this video, this was re- deleted from TikTok, but obviously the sheet caught it. Oh, it's in fucking Spanish. Oh, wait, I got the transcript here. I no longer work with the company that I used to be a host. And I was with it for four years. I want to tell you that it has been a very strong journey for me. In which I have completely avoided drinking, going out, in which I'm living 100% all the emotions I have to accept that I feel sad and little lost I don't get know where I'm going to go and even though I don't want to drink or do anything else I accept that it's time for me to start using my Raj product which has cocoa in it and cocoa helps a lot with depression and sad processes so let's start right now I'll let you know whatever that hell that means um That made less and less sense the longer that went on. So it's like, I've stayed away from alcohol. Oh, so you just make dumb decisions like that fucking sober. What? Raj is a cocoa product from from her company called Terragia. It sells CBD, so it's some sort of a natural product that helps the body uh respond to stress and anxiety and fatigue and improve well-being and uh so what you're saying is if i smoke this i'm gonna just start calling my friends to just jump into the discord <laughs> what what the fuck <laughs> i mean if i were her i wouldn't do anything if sober her was stupid enough to just bring a random dude into the ring don't touch shit. Don't, don't touch CBD. Don't touch QCQ. Don't touch DO8. Nothing. Don't even buy DVDs. Nothing. You no V. Don't don't even go in the pawn shop. Get a VHS. Like nothing. If I you get a computer, how... God help you. If it says IBM, bitch, just stay away from everything. Right, <laughs> the well, fuck? I hope that that guy was worth losing your job over the fucking cowboy hat Wait. YouTuber. I love how she. What? Oh my no, god! Yep, no OPP. Yeah, you know me. Right. Yeah, we don't. We don't know her. We didn't know her before. But we won't know her after. 
It is what a mess. <sighs> to to lose a job for such a stupid reason. You know. Oh God. It's too late in it's too late at night to not have music going at this point. Right. Maybe the musical drown out the stupid. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> Look, I can believe, right? <laughs> so we got a Kane story. Oh, is this one gonna be as angry as all the other ones? I mean, every Kane story is angry, right? He's an angry guy. Man, he's a politician, so by default, he gets hatred. Bear with me here. Oh, God. No, I'm just trying to get him on the screen is all. A lot of people don't know who Kane is, you know, that watch the show. Right. Some of you pretend politicians out there like, oh, that rat bastard. There he is, Kane. So what is that we got here? Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. uh, Has controversial views on the Wade versus Roe thing, as you know. Apparently, he was involved in intimidating county official Paul Paul White to participate in covering up a scandal where a county-owned golf cart was being privately used by Jacob's chief of staff. What? <laughs> it can't be the Paul White we're thinking of, right? It's not Big Show. No, no. <laughs> How fucking He's crazy would that be? How weird is that? I was thinking, is this an angle? <laughs> He's getting back in there. He's got one more go. He started picking on Paul White. It was back like when Stephanie slapped him. Like, what? You're going to cry? You're going to cry? Oh, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> that was a whole year of Stephanie just paintbrushing people left and right. Don't play like that. Let's face it, Big Show. You're a big guy. You're going to drop dead earlier than everybody else. Didn't she say some shit like that? He said something fucked up and then slapped him 45 times. I'd just God. not sell that. <laughs> right. That is the decision I chose there. I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So he intimidated a Paul White not to be confused with the big show. Let's see exactly what it is that he did. And basically, he made him cover up a scandal where the county-owned golf cart was being privately used by Kane's chief of staff. That's a scandal? That the county-owned golf cart? No wonder this is in fucking Tennessee. (laughs) A scandal out there is when the county-owned golf cart is being used publicly. Instead of privately, <laughs> they utilized county employees and public resources for his own personal uses. The golf cart was was what began the investigation. And then further efforts indicated that workers being paid on county time were used for work done at the houses 
of the Chief of Staff, Brian Hare, former Parks and Recreation Director, Paul White, and even Glenn Jacobs Kane himself. It's an 134-page oh, lawsuit. I guess it was recently settled. Uh, basically, they said that the, that the labor done privately by county employees was done on their lunch breaks. It didn't involve any county resource. And basically, it's been settled. So he's okay. But yeah, I guess they were using... They had their own slaves. I mean, nobody wants, nobody wants to say it, right? But isn't that what it becomes at that point? They, they had slaves. I mean, yeah. Kane had slaves. I'm making it worse. I was going to say, that will be trending within the next 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Let's talk about some wrestling again. Yeah. The further we stay away from it, the darker the shit gets, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Wrestling gets us closer to the finish line. This time we're going to switch it over to AEW. What the Rampage? We got to start with Black Rampage. Because it was, <laughs> I mean, it was on Black Friday, right? I'm surprised. Oh that, my why god! Did, why didn't he take it? Tony, you son of a bitch! You missed the greatest AEW title ever. Come on, Tony. Black. You guys hear about that Black Rampage on TV? <laughs> Black Rampage, ironically, episode 69 came to us from. <laughs> like everything, everything was against poor Tony here. Everything was against him. <laughs> It came to us from the Chicago, Illinois Wind Trust Arena again. Again, we're still there. We went back to this hellhole. We're back in this shit again. We start off with a tag team match: FTR's Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood defending their titles against Top Flight's Dante Martin and Darius Martin. You know what, man? As much as I'm enjoying these matches, maybe just don't put titles on the line on here anymore. Do titles ever change hands on Rampage? I don't think it's happened. We got to go look into that because it's not like to my titles, memory. Like, the title's always on the line here. That's getting old. You know, if you're going to make the show significant, I, don't, I can't remember. I feel like it might have happened, but I can't think of any offhand. It may, it might happen with like the TNT title, baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I should, I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little because I had this too small for you guys. But yeah, you know what? This, these guys are great. I'm glad that they're both together again. You know, they do a really yeah, good I just, job. Yeah, I just, as long as they can stay healthy, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah. Because they're always the good board. when they team. It's just that Darius always gets hurt. Mm-hmm. He has to just stop being so damn injury prone. Like, come on, man. Or just don't fly. Be like Matt Hardy. Let your brother be like Jeff. <laughs> just stay on the ground. Do a lot of leg drops and side effects. I'm kidding. Matt Hardy does more than that. But, you know, wow. he does a lot of leg drops and side effects, to be fair. He has a moonsault in there. <laughs> he does a moonsault. <laughs> Oh, look at that. That was rough, right? You saw that? Oh, yeah, that pole, baby. <laughs> Wonderful stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I love the sequences that these guys have. Very high pace. You wouldn't think you're watching Rampage. That's one thing about this company. It never feels like Rampage. No. Unless you're tired from watching SmackDown. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, check this out. Look at them striking the poles here. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now, man? <laughs> <laughs> We've cranked the douche level up to a million. To <laughs> <laughs> one million. Everybody to strike the damn poles. Ocho. Ocho. 38 champion. You ask if there's any doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that you are not. I started doubting myself. I am the best professional wrestler when I don't doubt myself. So I haven't slept since last Saturday since I lost. I can barely talk. I need a shot. Want another shot. Should I give him another shot at the Ring of Honor Championship? If you want it, forget it. Ah. There was a time when you were a fantastic. Yeah, you're making my nipples hard. Ah. Uh, oh, God. I'm an even better professional wrestler. Come final battle, and I'll beat you for that Ring of Honor Championship. And I'll be the new champion. Again. Have to join the JAS. Tony, you and Jamie had an amazing match at Full Gear. Unfortunately, you did not leave Full Gear with that AEW Women's Championship. Hater, I always knew that she could do it, and at Full Gear, we went out there. We didn't see Jamie Hater beat Tony Storm one-on-one. No, she needed Brit and Rebel again. I could never do that. And that's the difference between me and Jamie Hater. Your reign as champion is now being retroactively recognized. I never saw that title as interim. I went out there week after week like it was the official AEW Women's Championship because that is what What's next for you? You know, I broke my face losing that title, and I'll break it again getting it back. Hopefully not. It's better when you keep your face. More of that promo. Suck it, Rosa. No. Darby Allen being accompanied by Sting against Anthony Hen- Henry being accompanied by J.D. Drake. I don't know him. I don't know them. He's I know the other guy. I know, I know J.D. Drake. I do it. Should I know Anthony Henry? He's one of the guys from the factory. He's one of like the lesser known ones. He's from like AEW, like Dark or something, right? <laughs> elevation Dark. Dark Elevation. One of those. AEW Darkness <laughs> is spreading. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? The thing is. AEW, wherever the fuck Rose is. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's not bad. You know, I don't mind him. Yeah, talented. Hey, look at that. Sting got yeah, old man clotheslines. Look at his big ass going. Right. Sting's in better shape than he is. <laughs> look at that scorpion death drop into the coffin drop. I like that. Is he going to inherit that move? Quite possibly. Someone's going to need to have it. Yeah. Still one of the things I love about this team is like, yeah, of course you have the legend, the icon is Sting, but it doesn't take any of the focus away from Darby. Darby's still the focal point of this whole team. Mm-hmm. Athena, this is the first time we're seeing you since you were suspended. What is that? We got this big-ass TV, a billionaire boss, modern technology, no footage. I got Dr. Weeks' pay. I've been suspended. A public apology to Aubrey Edwards. Oh, 
Sorry. Okay, I guess you'll be reinstated come Monday. Good. Dismissed. God, Jesus. I was wondering how long it was gonna take you to show up, Mercedes, and finally you show up. So when are you gonna put the Ring of Honor Championship on the line? Because I'm waiting and I'm game. Nina clearly with her sights set on Mercedes Martinez. Singles match, Hikaru Shida against Queen Aminata. This match is very, very workhorse intense. Look, Bunny and, uh, yeah. and Penelope before. But this match right here, it has all the intensity you would expect in a match. You know, she hits her on the outside with a kick, midsection on the inside, and, it's then, tall, and then dies. <laughs> don't know who that was. Don't care who that is. <laughs> Pop her furniture immediately. <laughs> Yo, he called them crumbs. Mm-hmm. So we get the main event. Six-man tag team match. Roosh and Butcher and Blade with Jose the assistant against the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver and Ten. And uh, basically Ten's missing, right? That's the whole game. Yeah, he is uh, M.I.A. MIA. And these guys have to go in with a bit of a handicap. Hell of a match, though. This was fun. Mm-hmm. John Silver is animated and cartoony as always. Man, that guy is stronger than he looks. He looks strong. Right. But man, strong as shit, though. Isn't he? <laughs> incredibly strong. Has a whip with the wire on the outside. I mean, so I get to be this goofy when I'm this fucking strong. Mm-hmm. Damn right he does. And like he's significantly smaller than everybody else. That's my. I love that rouge spot. Yeah. I forgot that we had a butcher and a blade here. Yeah, they only show up every once in a blue moon lately. Appropriately so. Yeah. Nope, no tag for you. And look, here he comes, the savior. Only nope. Ah, oh, not you. You're you negative most, one's favorite. You were the most lovable one. Look at that. Poor Brody Jr. <laughs> Poor Brody's out there heartbroken. <laughs> That's the end of that. They really fucked him up. Look at that. He tore, tore his mask off. Made him look like Bane for a minute there, right? <laughs> ah, what a heel turn. Welcome to the dark side. He handed Negative One the mask and then just left. He, poor Negative One. Aww. Amanda Huber hates it. So, it's so messed does. up because in Shoot, that's his favorite member of the Dark Order. Not anymore. Now he's Roosh's favorite. Like, not anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> What's wrong, Brody Lee? You don't like Roosh? <laughs> Welcome to the Big League, kid. <laughs> you don't think Roosh is fun? 
<laughs> you said that so fucking aggressive. You're the Rush's But uh, right there at the end, Rush says something like La Familia Ingobernable. So maybe that's what they're called the stable now. La Familia oh Ingobernable. Oh. And that is the. That is- you know it's gonna be the running gag every time Rouge is on, right? <laughs> you don't like Rouge? Oh, shit. <laughs> poor kid! I'm gonna run that shit to the ground. <laughs> poor, poor kid. Oh man! And then, and that was pretty much mayhem there, man. Yeah. And it, and Brody Lee, ironically, poor Brody Lee had to pick up the remaining pieces of this shit. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, your friends all tabled and shit. Everybody's ruined. Like that's rough, man. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah, I like that he's still kid. a part of the show. Pretty much, that's you, the rest. You know, we don't see him very often. Yeah, look at that. That's the end. Of, he's part of the uh, what's left of the Dark Order now. Right. Now I need a ten versus Brody Lee, Matt. No, I'm kidding. He's gonna come from. It's gonna be like Kill Bill. When you get older, you can come find me. <laughs> That'd be the, that would be the greatest long term booking ever are you kidding me so Black Rampage according to the Fast <laughs> Nationals did 391,000 viewers this was the 4pm time slot that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago remember that they're going to be on at 4 in the afternoon I guess they don't expect everybody to be at work because it's the day after Thanksgiving but that was it 391,000 viewers 129,000 the 18 to 49 demo Definitely, yeah, motherfucker. No, people weren't at people weren't at work because they were mid food coma. Yeah, definitely down from the previous week's four forty five with the point fourteen to eighteen to forty nine demographic. Never have a Thanksgiving rampage or a Black Friday rampage again. No more Black rampage. No more Blampage. Because you won't be as lucky to end on episode one sixty nine this time. Oh fuck. There's just so much wrestling. We almost don't need their chiefs. There's so much damn wrestling on the. On the on at the this point, phone. right? Like, yeah, like at this point, there's just wrestling everywhere. Fuck. Should we stick to Rampage? I mean, I'm sorry, yep, Dynamite. Dynamite. Let's go. Dynamite. Let's do Dynamite, right? All right, let me cue this shit up for us. This one, this one wasn't black, and there was no Rampage. All right. Well. <laughs> Oh wow, let's start, <laughs> just start right Indianapolis, Indiana Farmers Coliseum. You may think that these are the we farmers. We are farmers. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, those are the ones. And also people who play a lot of <laughs> people who play a lot of Farmville. Hang out here, people who even play Harvest Moon. Depending on their people who play farming simulator. They they break it up. That's literally how your how your uh, social class is chosen. You know, where you have middle class, upper, you know, working class, and upper class people. Well, here it's like Harvest Moon, Farmville, shit like that. You know, like you and, 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 and if you're in the ghetto, you're Sims farming DLC. Yeah, really nice Indianapolis. You know, lots of different Sims. By the way. Just so that people like in the big cities didn't feel left out. This is a bit of a weird segue. I couldn't help but noticing one of the latest simulator games that came out. And this is a shoot, not a work. I seen Drug Dealer Simulator on the store last night. You noticed that? I've heard. I've heard of that game. 
drug dealer simulator. I've seen YouTubers play that game. You know, we might have to stream that game. No, I'm kidding. If it ever goes on pass, you, you count me in. Wouldn't it be great though, like to have that conversation <laughs> in the future? Like, hey, the other day I picked up dr um, um drug dealer simulator. Really, what made you do that? Oh, you know, I tried farming at first and it didn't work out. Then I was trying to do freaking. I was trying to do. I tried power washing, but it just wasn't for me. I had to make money somehow. <laughs> drug dealer simulator. It was. I had to get those reward points. This one came with free well, ecstasy DLC. Hard times, man. Real hard times. What the fuck? Yeah, you get simulators for everything. All we need next is carjacking simulator. Shootout simulator. Twitter simulator. Because eventually that's all you're going to have. <laughs> anyway. Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Farmer's Coliseum simulator. John Moxley promo. Let us continue. <laughs> And John Moxley, I am at the top of the food chain. Oh my God. Look who came back after falling on his face before. To get cleared to compete, and to my knowledge, he has not yet been cleared. Was put out of action for sure. With the, by the man, he's on Iowa right now. That's not easy to do. You sure you want to do this, man, after what happened last time? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not remember what? Oh, oh my God. Oh, over! Moxie to the barricades! And we've sent out the Penstellar security! Mox's ready to fight also! Let him go! Sergeant right back and Hangman! I think there's a. Oh, Mox keeps falling. Hold on. You see him there? Look. Yeah. It gets worse though, watch. Trying to keep these two separated. Back down in either of these men and the history. Free once oh. again. Oh. Oh. Look at Mox there. Oh. Busted his whole ass. His whole ass. Not caught, not part ass, not half ass, whole ass. Like he busted his ass. He fell off the whole side of that thing. Look at the look on the people's faces, though. They could tell he was about to fall. You ever see somebody fall and you see it coming? Like, yeah. Everybody here knows Moxley's about to fall off the ledge of that thing. That was a shoot fall, man. He busted his ass. Everybody has the whole... <laughs> Yo, like, he busted his is ass, you know? <laughs> look at him off screen there on the side. Motherfucker said he busted his, his ass. I'm done. I'm serious, bro. He busted his, his oh, ass. Oh, shit. Thank God he's still okay. And fans pointed out um, an interesting thing at the end of that. What's that? Actually walked through the heel tunnel. Maybe he wanted to get to the closest one so they wouldn't see him limping. Right. That's not that would make any sense to me. Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood. This was an excellent match. Boy, 
Howdy, did these motherfuckers work? Like, FTR is having God, probably the best year ever for them. Yo, man, I mean, I hate to say it because I know they're popular. Dax is better. Warning, tag team warning, tag team red alert, tag team red alert, Dax is better. I mean, they don't break tag teams up left and right here, so he'd be all right. I'm just saying, man, it's starting they, to be a little bit more, <laughs> yo, like the gap, not that either one of them is bad, but the gap's starting to become a little bit more notable than even on the Street Profits thing, which they fixed that recently. But this is great, man. He's a good singles wrestler. I kind of don't think he needs to be in a tag team right now. No, but we're keeping him in a tag team, though. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't, honestly, man. Like, what the fuck does that tag team do? Sometimes I they, they do things everywhere but here. Yeah, that's because Tony's a, an idiot. <laughs> and, of course, he tapped him out, you know. Ricky Starks, though, who wrestles later tonight, will have a world title shot. I would like to make announcement right now, Tony. Ricky Starks is entering himself in that battle royal that will take place next week. The judgment call is this. I'm actually going to win the battle royal. Why? I am coming for everything that you have, Max. I am absolute Ricky Starks for a reason. Going to prove that I am absolute. Our cameras have caught it back at it. No! <laughs> wow this fight took a commercial break time to join me here today the spotlight is on you right now that'll be great now you gotta appreciate him too claudio if you lose final battle you'll appreciate me championship what does that title mean to professional wrestling i need to silence the doubts in my head i can win the big one i know that look he got him a hat too man how fucking thoughtful was that like <laughs> he thoughtful motherfucker he got his former tag team partner a hat like if he put that hat on the two of them could go back to being a tag team and both wear the hats and claudio was just too naive to oh see my it. god he couldn't see the potential of the purple hat guys we the hats like come on man put that you know you want to put that fucking hat on that shit is gorgeous i remember when you were wearing the kill motherfucker you put the hat on i love how disappointed claudio looks you know what i mean like almost like, like he has that look like if he was expecting a nintendo switch and got that hat you know what I mean? Uh, like, like he just was no, like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll do you one more current. He looked like he, he looked like he was getting the Nintendo Switch and getting Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And he got the Switch, that hat, and the new Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the look of a disappointed Pokemon fan right there. You see, Hager knows. He's like, take the hat. We could be a tag team. That was amazing. What the fuck? Everybody's pissed off because of that hat shit. I am done. Final battle. You put that on the line. That versus hat. Championship will also be on the line at final battle. Guys, back to you. That's that exciting shit right there. This time it's personal. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the AEW TNT title match. Samoa Joe defend the championship against R Fox. AR Fox. This is his first official match on the contract with AEW. 
shitty that they have to feed him to Samoa Joe. Yeah, that pole baby. Yeah, Joe was pummeling this dude. AR Fox has always been good, man. I've seen him all over the Indies. The first time I'm actually oh, seeing him. Is incre I, I, yes, Joe hit the best spot ever. And on the outside, he hit the he did, none of your shit spot. But he hit the obnoxious version of it. Notice that? <laughs> Fox laid it on his feet. See, that's where he's safe, though. Joke's on you, Joe. And he does leg sweep there. Nice senton across the back. Holy shit. Sidewalk slam. Good good avalanche tornado DDT. 450 splash. This guy has it all. A swanton. Now that time. That time, unfortunately, my friend. You're you're all swantoned out. Tyson Buster. And a cover. No, he's not. He's not. He didn't get hurt. <laughs> and the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to a new and glorious era. Hey, self-proclaimed king of TV. I hope you're enjoying playing the role. This ain't your world. This is Wardlow's world. Open. Well, right now, AEW World Champion right here. And then finally we hear from the world champion himself. Clearly the official wasn't there to call it. That happened. You keep your hillbilly mouth shut. How me and Mr. Regal's unholy union came to how uncouth. I watched on as the firm attacked you. This time you mustn't grab the dynamite ring. Instead, you must grab the brass one. He wanted me to leave John Moxley with a lesson. A lot of people want to know about the firm. MJF, what are you going to do? I kind of respect the firm. They saw a weakness in me, and like sharks smelling water, they attacked. Do I really seem like the type to chase anyone down? And as you people know oh too well, effort is for pores like all of you. Pores. Damn. I was gonna make change around here. I kinda wanna gag in my mouth. And that's not just cause I'm in Indiana. This belt is tacky. It lacks class. I think we can all agree none of them are on my level. This version of the title, much like all of you, is garbage. Mr. Regal, if you'd be so kind. Pattern on the championship title leather. Wow, look at how fancy that is, right? AEW has a new custom championship. The MJF title. It's an expensive title. Title's better than you. And you know it. Oh, you know, I love how like next level of a heel he is. I am sick of MJF and to you people I say great. I am about to have a world title reign. Hulk Hogan, JBL, and Jeff Jarrett short and sweet. And my reign of terror has just begun. Oh, wait, 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 Mr. Regal. I almost forgot. Without you, none of this is possible. Yeah, give it up for Regal. You love this business. 
Enough to the back of the head. Or top world-class athletes, send me your stuff. This is a complete black eye on AW. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Here here comes the knuckles, obviously, but was it in the back of the head, the base of the neck? I think the health issues. I've known. He has had a profound impact on this business. You can see his leg is moving. That's a great sign. That is brutal. Oh. Take it with a grain of salt, but there is a lot of things pointing to Regal going back to WWE. And although he had a three-year contract, apparently it's being reported that that was a rumor and that it was a three-year contract with a one-year buyout option. But a lot of places before this had even happened were reporting that some way, somehow, he was going to find his way back to WWE to a backstage role. I don't think people understand how close him and Triple H were. He's the guy who trained Triple H. <laughs> you know? That's Triple H's, That's the guy who brought Triple H into it, you know? And, I mean, he was one of those guys. He never burned bridges with WWE. I don't know. So the happened. door was kind of always open for him to come back. It's a little crazy. You know, I mean, that's, I would take it with a grain of salt for now. But it does seem like something happened. Yep. Kudos to MJF also with the suit design there. Basically doing oh, Conor yeah. McGregor, as you guys can see here from the photo. The stitching yep. of the Conor McGregor one says, fuck you. What does the MJF one say? He took off. Oh, fuck you. Thanks. Better than you. Better than you. So it's basically the exact same suit Conor McGregor wears, but instead of saying better than you, it's just instead of saying fuck you, his version says better than you. Yeah, one is worn by a fantastic world champion who fights all day every day, and the other one's worn by Conor. Ah, uh, you had a better opportunity with that one. I would have been like one of them worn by a vile, disgusting person who insults his fans and disrespects his co-workers. And the other one's worn by MJF. See, I would have done <laughs> that, but I didn't feel like putting that much effort in Connor. <laughs> I forget he ex- I Honestly, I forgot Connor existed until somebody brought that photo up. And I was like, oh, yeah, Connor's a thing. That's right. One of them is a despicable person with no respect for the other <laughs> MJF. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you how much I give a shit about Connor. I didn't even feel like putting that much effort into him. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it here. If you don't get your ass to the back, we own your ass, Matt. That's his title. Success. Oh, I flipped some. He's, he's off the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you get Arya Divide versus. Versus uh, Ricky Starks. And it's pretty much done before it gets begun. So much for Aria. Goodbye and good night, bang. Sit down. Interview with Soraya. Yes. 
Why don't you have a sit down with me, Tony Giovanni? Next you, week. You yeah. will have a sit down. Renee, you can sit your ass home, babe. Thanks. Okay? D M D. Sit your ass home. Good idea. Singles match: okay. Willow Nightingale versus Anna J. Ass. <laughs> Look, even he said it. You heard? <laughs> I didn't even know he said that shit. Oh my god, that's amazing. Great minds, because we both went to the same school. It's pronounced J. Ass where we come from. <laughs> In the corner, and the high Damn, her thrust kick, right? You see that shit? I'm telling you, man. Oh, every bit of weight in that shit. No good. And she's dead. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Clock the shit <laughs> And she uses Dr. Death's power bomb to finish it for whatever fucking reason. Oh, good for her. Mm -hmm. Ruby Soho music. Surprise, she comes from behind. I am not excited about it. I don't care. I mean, hey, we got Todd Mello on the screen, so it's a win. You aren't, because I keep getting interrupted. I want a shot at that All-Atlantic Championship. You got it, no problem. This Friday on Rampage, and this is not going to be a regular match. Lumberjack match. So enjoy that. Lumberjack match. Okay, okay, see you there. All right. <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's like, shut the fuck up. Let's do this. No cares whatsoever. Look at her. Bitch. Holy shit. If, if 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 we didn't know why we were here before, we definitely know now. You know, good for her. <laughs> and her big ass celebration. I agree. Did she say her big ass celebration? She did, right? That's what it is. Yes. Now, I don't really know too much about this, but his name's no longer Little Bow Wow, right? It's just Bow Wow. It's been was, just Bow Wow for years. He was Little Bow Wow back when he was a boy rapper, I believe, right? Yeah, when he was a when kid. When he was little. Wow, it's funny that she called him Little Bow Wow. Was that like a dig, or did she just forget that he's no longer Little Bow Wow? Uh, yeah, no, I think that was a dig. Yeah? That's kind of no, funny, I'm a right? fucking grown-ass Bow Wow. Use his past gimmick against him. Hey man, you put little in your original fucking gimmick. Why do you do that? Hey boy, your nuts ain't dropped yet. How you take the little <laughs> little bow wow? Motherfucker, go back and like Mike. I am the real deal. And speaking of careers, little bow wow is a joke. She you know time is money. I'm all about money. Got a lot of time on my hips. You know what that means? I'm not excited about little Bow Wow stuff. Why do you two not have 
America nah. on dynamite because everyone loves the acclaimed and no one wants to fight us daddy ass this friday night on rampage that's right we give a tag title shot unpleasant <laughs> Yo, did you ever hear what Anthony Bowen said about how it is going through the airports and shit now with that? No. People want a scissor all the time, and he's like, dude, I didn't expect it to take off like this, but it's fucking great. You'd be surprised at things that get over. AEW World Trios title best of seven series match number three, the least Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson against Death Triangle, Pac Pentel, Seto Miedo, and Ray Phoenix. Look at that, they don't even wait. They're so excited about this shit, they couldn't even wait to get started in the ring. Oh, my favorite part of the enough. match is how much the more wrestling marks hate it. Look at that, Kotaro Crusher out there. He should be down for like the rest of the match. Double cutters for both of you. Twin cutters. I love that the elites started this match wrestling desperate. Like, we have to win this shit. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, like, they, at this point, it's it's just to keep alive in the series. Yeah, whenever anyone thinks of the best of seven, the, the everyone... I like the fact you use a package pile driver there. Whenever they do the best of seven, everyone automatically goes to the best best of seven of all time, which is Booker T versus Chris Benoit from WCW. There's yes. not one person who I've mentioned this best of seven to that hasn't mentioned back to me Booker T, Chris Benoit. That is the best of seven. But yeah, it's interesting it's to see where this blueprint. goes. Mm -hmm. I like that snap freaking German that he does there. Everything's really solid. You're never going to see a boring match amongst these two teams, you know? Exactly. So all you wrestling marks bitching, shut up. Or change the channel. Take your pick. As a matter of fact, finally, Dynamite's booked the way I think it should be booked. Sometimes these guys are in the beginning of the show. Sometimes they're in the middle. With the high energy that these kind of teams bring, this should be at the end the way that it is right here. There's no reason why this should, like, be in the middle of the fucking card. Like, they're pretty much the main event. It's like, someone needs to break it to them. <laughs> Somebody must have. Like, people started watching this shit because of you guys. You can't just be around. That was crazy to me. I guess he could he afford to need do it. him out of the black. And his nose is already legit broken. So it's like, now his face hit that. Fuck. Look at that. They have that shit ready. Look at that. The three matches there. You got Winter is coming in Garland, Texas, then San Antonio, Texas the following week, if necessary. The last three are if necessary because if they eventually, you know, you lose. If you don't if you don't get the best of if someone gets the best of seven automatically, then no Denver, no LA. We'll have to see how that goes. First person to get the four wins. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming in two weeks. And good night. Bang! Now play that song again, would you? For Rampage on TNT. Very oh, cool. That match is never going to get old. No, I don't think that it will. I think the people that think that Wait, that match it, it never will. is going to get old. People uh, who... Uh, th th this is my theory. In fact, this is fact. If they don't like it, tough tits. People who don't like this match are just mad because they're not in WWE. That's exactly what it is. They're mad because this company exists because of them, and it's always going to exist because of them. Well, newsflash, boys and girls, it's all—it's never gonna—it's never going away. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to happen. And enough for nothing, if you're too stupid to realize, if you keep watching it, all they—they they don't give a shit if you hate watch or not. You're watching regardless. You take time out of your day to tweet out tweet about them. They don't take a second of their day to acknowledge you even exist. 
warm reception. Thank you guys for coming out in such incredible numbers and showing support, not only for all elite wrestling, but heck, just for professional wrestling. Now I know what we're here to do, specifically perhaps, is wrestling. More specifically, perhaps it's sports entertainment. But you know something? Give it a second, I've got a good closing line here. I saw something very profound, so I can't take any credit for it. It's what this guy's saying right here. I just hope everybody has a good time. So whether you love us, whether you hate us, whether you're indifferent to us, hopefully something that you saw on this show allowed you for a moment in time to have a good time. For me, my good time was being able to perform in front of you guys. It's something that I've been missing for nine weeks or so. And then before then, yikes about nine months, crazy to think about. But today, I was able to cut loose, not only with you guys, but with some of my best friends in the whole wide world. That's these guys right here. And um, I don't want to take up too much of your time because from what I understand, we're just getting started. So please, get ready for pro wrestling action. Part deux, it is coming hot and heavy on your way very shortly. But once again, thank you for coming here live and or tuning into Dynamite on TV or streaming land. Thank you very much. Once again, goodbye, switch, good night, bye-bang. See you guys. Dynamite did 870,000 viewers. They are falling further and further away from that 1 million that they were at before. Uh, and I love to hear the fans like, oh, well, if they brought back the guy who actually made the money, they wouldn't have this problem. CM Punk made, what, one, two rampages, hit a million, and then stopped after that. Shut the fuck up. You you really have an axe to grind with fans all over the world today, huh? Like these fans and those fans. I've seen them more and more, and it's just... Where where are you going on social media? Just anywhere. Like, they're, they're all over the... I can't escape them. All right. Anyway, they brought in 870,000 viewers, 0.26 in the 18 to 49 demographic, down by 10,000 viewers from last week, but still up from the 818 that they did the previous November 16th overnight. But yeah, still under a million. Gradual climb back up, but yeah, it's uh, not looking fantastic. Mm hmm, definitely. What else is going on? Oh, yeah, I should put to me. I just did it because Kenny might go a little bit low there. There's Fix your shit, Omega. No. Yeah, stop using those con mics. <laughs> we got trips mics all over here. Yeah, really. Let's have a Just look. Just don't bring it via Skype because I can't tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> that. So Big E gave a speech at a recent WWE tryout that I heard was pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet. Figured may as well take some time between these weeklies and take a look at what we got. Thank you. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your 
time, but one of the reasons that I really want to do this tryout and enjoy doing this stuff is because, like Matt said, I so connect with your position. I know we all come from different backgrounds, but I was a 23-year-old, uh, done with my college sport, had a bunch of injuries, and didn't know what to do next with my life. And WWE legitimately just changed my life. I've had all these opportunities. I've traveled the world. Uh, I'm financially comfortable, which is a blessing. But today and tomorrow, just come here and have fun. It's like what we do is incredible. We get to play for a living. I wear spandex and I run around with my friends for a living. It's a ridiculous job, but you got to put the work in. You have to be coachable. You have to bring your very best. So come up every for every session, every drill, everything you do, promos. Bring that energy, bring that intensity, enjoy this, enjoy what we do, but be coachable and come ready, come ready to change your life. Let's go. Yeah. What better hype man than Big E? Exactly. Yeah, good for them. He's Mr. Hype. He made that. Before we move to any other weekly, just wanted to take a moment to give thoughts and prayers to Mickey James, who, from what I was reading, uh, her brother and and her 16-year-old niece were killed in a car accident. Yeah, not very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. She said thank you to everyone. I believe her niece's 15-year-old friend as well, from what I heard. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They said thank you to everyone for the love and messages. It's warm my heart. Please continue to pray. Wayne's wife, Christy Knuckles, she is still in serious condition in the hospital. She lost both her husband, my brother, and her 16-year-old daughter in the accident. I can't imagine. Also, for the parents of her daughter's best friend, who was only 15, they had just picked her up and were taking the girls to school. My heart is broken for them, as I don't know what I would do, think, or even feel. I'm sending so much strength, healing, and love. Lastly, please lift up the driver of the other vehicle who hit them. Thankfully, he is okay, but mentally and emotionally, I'm sure he is devastated. I hope he knows and forgives himself. It wasn't your fault. There, there was nothing you could do. It was an accident, a tragic accident. So hopefully, he wasn't drinking. I'm assuming he wasn't. If they're now behind him, if, if if not, they should just throw the book at his ass. Yeah. But yeah, thoughts and prayers, man. Shitty the world is scary. Amen to that, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate people every day of your life. You never know; you might not have them tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Hearing news that Directv customers are going to be losing access to SmackDown on Fox because uh. Fox launched a website called Keep Fox. And on the website, they said, Fox remains committed to reaching a fair agreement with DirecTV for the continued distribution of our networks. Despite our best efforts for months, we regret that DirecTV continues to demand unprecedented special treatment that represents a wholesale change to our longstanding relationship and is out of step with the marketplace terms. As such, we are compelled to alert viewers who are DirecTV direct tv stream and uverse subscribers that they could lose access to their favorite fox program beginning at midnight december 2nd including the nfl on fox the big 10 college football championship on fox the fifa world cup on fox and fs1 fox local news and more this means uh oh no, i guess that's pretty much the end of the thing there so i wish i did it happen because it's, it's after midnight on uh on the second it must have happened already does anybody have direct tv that can tell me if the channels are still there because uh, 
you know what? This happens every so often with between Direct DirecTV and Fox, and then one company tries to make the other one seem like the villain and go, "Thanks to them, you guys might lose all of your stuff." No, thanks to you, you might lose. I've all seen of that us. happen There's with a- Dish. I don't know how many times. There's so many outlets people could go to to get stuff. You better be be careful how often you dangle a fucking carrot over their heads. They might just <laughs> peace out like I did to most services. They might do the whole hell no, I got it for free. <laughs> They didn't take away my fry. Yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Oh. I'm looking around now to see if I can find any info on the Fox thing. Yeah, like I heard a little bit about that earlier today, and my first thought was, oh god, it happened with Dish 2. Fantastic. Like, it's- Also, just in random news while I was looking around, Eric Young set to return to WWE. About the only new thing that's happened. We'll get him to drop later. But yeah, these companies... <laughs> how, are right. <laughs> how did they lose him twice? I don't understand. I don't know. I didn't even know he was back there. Yeah, he's been back for a while. First night, he won the world title, and then Lost it like a couple of weeks later. Unbelievable. So I guess that means I got to give him the. <laughs> Eric Young is gone from Impact Wrestling. <laughs> hmm. Oh God. Motherfucker heard Triple H was back, and I was like, I got to go. All right, Raw or NXT. Raw. It's Raw. Raw it is. Okay. So Raw came to us from Norfolk, Virginia's Norfolk Scope Arena. This is where they make all the sniper rifles in the world. Becky Lynch opens with an end the mouthwash. promo. Yeah, end the mouthwash. Welcome to Monday Night Raw! I feel like the mind of the people should be out there with the people. Party with the people and Becky. Bailey's outfits get better and better. Right. You are a cool man. You say ass. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the ambush. Oh, look at that. She, she Good strategy. I'll use merchandise fight. Oh, <laughs> merch fight. All of that shit is worth more now. This is 
<laughs> this is the money in the bank briefcase. Bailey bounced off Becky's back. <laughs> All right, we get Rhea Ripley versus Mia Yim in a singles match that goes nowhere. Not a single place. They don't know where to put this feud. So they're just going to kind of let it go back and forth. Look at that tarantula. All Asians must use it in WWE, I guess, is the thing, right? Yeah, tarantula. Oh. Ouch. Took a Shawn Michaels back. Well, sometimes that thing sounds horrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's rough. Delayed vertical suplex because I'm a big, strong bitch. Yeah, I do big, strong bitch shit. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mia Yim's really solid. Yeah, it's good to have her back. No, Dom. Ah, and it's all thrown away. Oh, it all comes crashing down. There we go. You know why? Because they, they decided that they're going to give us the Survivor Series match that we were supposed to get all along. But it's going to end tonight. Eight-man tag match. There it is. It is a match everybody wanted. Uh, fist of cuffs and ballyhoo. Mm-hmm. It's official, even though they've been fighting out here for almost 20 minutes now. Right. <laughs> that bell means now we start. Everything before this didn't count. Yeah, I love the hi kick. I love that he's the only one who does that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he inherited from his hot Asian girlfriend, right? Is that what he would say? <laughs> yes, his hot Flap. Asian wife at this point. Flapjack there. Basement drop kick to the knees. That's how we get rid of big guys. He pops back up and kicks your friend in the face. Mm-hmm. Look at that. He's one would say he's like a one man army. One would say like a machine gun one man army. <laughs> Remember those days? Oh god, I, I'm sorry. Like Triple H, can you give us a sound effect just once, please? Like of him going machine gun. And the right, like I, don't I don't think Raw's gonna give that to him. Cause the children. Yeah, they don't want them all doing machine gun things. Look, Bobby. <laughs> oh, those poor announcers. Oh, Jesus <laughs> We got to really find out the brand of shit WWE uses because it feels like monitors and flat screens never break. Right. They got that good shit. Yeah, it's amazing. Either that or they got that expendable shit. Just throw it together and take it apart. Everybody's got 10 backup monitors apiece. Mm hmm. God, that was a rough cannonball. Oh, that looked like shit. Can't win that them was, all. Like, the safest looking suicide that I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my god. Surprise, motherfucker, fucker. Look at that. She slammed the man. But then Rhea caught her with the pump handle slam. Rift hit the holy shit out of her. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. How's it feel to be back? 
Then look now we're back. It seems like everything is changing. Uh, Mysterio left. Austin Theory lost his briefcase. Street Profits are back tonight, and they are back in business. Well, you guys were out gallivanting, quietly making myself the best part of Monday Night Raw. I'm not a guy that just raises problems. He's not lying. So what did I do? Tonight, we put you back on the shelf for good. I mean, I'm looking. I can't even see. Gable, where you at? Beating Alpha Academy before, so tonight, my friend, will be no different. The street profits are up, and we want the smoke. Yeah. It's the, it's the United bloodline. Upgrade from the regular bloodline. Great. On Saturday, we went to war at war games, right? There are no cracks in the bloodline, baby. Sami Zayn is not his dog. He's our dog. My dog. You've always been on my side no matter what. You really have been. I know, I know most of that time you didn't trust me. The way that you embraced me at the end of that match, that was Uzi. We are on the same page. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, mm -mm. <laughs> nah, man. Fucking Owens. You ruined everything. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you look at it, right? We had a moment. So that, uh, we had a fucking moment. There's so much joy. I've never seen, I haven't seen Jay that joyous in weeks. <laughs> Yo, look at the fucking happiness in his face. I'm already That man look like he just found out the baby ain't his. Like he. I definitely, I'm taking a few screenshots. These are amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is great. And fucking Owens, man. <laughs> you ruined our only shot at this. And try to fight me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm actually, um, I'm out here to tell you, Sammy, that I really do. I completely understand. I'm not mad at you. I, I can't blame you for it one bit. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to team with you. I'm just, I'm just done. I, I don't want anything to do with you. I have family now. You're not their real blood, and you never will be. He's just over there mad, because he ain't got no damn family around him. I'm not done with Jey Uso. Meet back up in that ring later tonight, and let's see what happens. Challenge accepted, KO. Wow. Kevin Owens to come perhaps later tonight on Monday Night Raw. Damn Welcome right. back to Monday Night Raw, first off. And how are you feeling heading into tonight's match against Damage Control's Dakota Kai? I haven't been on Raw for very long. Got here, head down, smile on my face, just trying to get the lay of the land and attack to me. They injured me, and I'm Candice LeRae. The woman is going to take Dakota Kai out tonight. Yeah. But first, the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Well, actually, first we get this. What's it been like teaming with Elias? Hey, team championships, bro. What do you say? Hey, hey. You never will, Elias. 
Because you're the tools and we the ones. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Put these tag team championships on the line. Anytime, any place. And now we get the match. Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Holy shit. Holy shit. When did Taz get so swole? What in the world happened to freaking Dawkins? <laughs> like, anybody else see this? He does stuff. That motherfucker went to the gym and never came back until he was ready. He is ripped. <laughs> <laughs> He's practically, this is his final form. He's practically the size of fucking Montez Ford now. He's super agile. He's like twice as fast. This guy. Apparently they took like, him off of TV because uh, they took him off of TV because the other one was injured. But holy shit, did he take advantage of that? Look at the shape that he is in. Yo, this like, is the best case scenario of somebody saying, okay, they saying my partner's better than me, and he has legit made an effort and a half to keep the catch up to Tez. He even gets the hot tag here. Look at that beautiful hot tag. That motherfucker's like, nobody's Marty Janettying me. <laughs> I am not the Janetti. No <laughs> I way. will never be Janetti. Do you see a barbershop just because I'm black? No. No, there motherfucker. No barbershop. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. Look at how good. I can't believe how fucking good they look, man. This is crazy. And I couldn't be more happy for Dawkins because we was worried about him. Yeah. We ain't got to worry about that boy no more. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy, man. Thank God. That's great. Let's get there in the ring. Herb and talk. Who's the kid now? You all said that that kid was stupid. Be called a kid again after what I did at Survivor Series. A two-time United States champion. I am the face of Monday Night Raw. Everybody wants to be Austin Theory. Revolutionary. He is the former United He's a revolutionary of clothing. Deep down in your soul belong to me. I've only got one thing left to say to you. Congratulations. He actually put on Trish's clothes. Trish took a side by side split screen of her one of her pay per view outfits and his and was like, "Who wore better?" <laughs> I saw this. Shit. Okay, Byron. Wait, is is that the bag of money? Yes, this is a bag of money. Or it looks just like Trish's clothes. He's gonna try to bribe him with a bag of money. Very original, Miss. Very original. I mean, whose dumb idea was this anyway? Is whatever comes out of your mouth is not going to stop this match from taking place. I'll compete against Dexter. And before this show is over, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Oh, he's going to sue you for that. Dexter Lumis. The Miz. 
and the money, and then the match happens. Ms. Loomis, anything goes. Ms. wins. I mean, well, Loomis wins. He gets a contract. Mm-hmm. Yo, Dex is way more violent on the main roster. Yeah, very solid. Look at what he tried to do. Look at this shit. He tried to clamp him. That is fucked up. And then commentary was surprised that it didn't work. And I'm like, has it ever been tested before? Right. <laughs> When's the last time you tried to clamp somebody's head on here that you're surprised it didn't affect him? Yeah, he's a violent Dexter. Like you said, he's here to kill you. He won't just take you away. Ugh, poor Miz. Was it worth it? Was it worth I'm hiring him, Miz? Come on. This motherfucker will kill you in private and public. Lisa was a good man. Oh, yeah, this one's great. Mm-hmm. Dexter goes over with silence. And now he has his contract. There you go. And he gave out money until the Miz comes back and takes back the money. Oh, and Gargano. And gives him back the money. That's what I'm talking about. That kid about to go fuck up a Dollar General. Now we get Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae in one of the most disrespectful things I've seen on Raw in a long time. Because they decided that they're going to have Candice attack her from behind, but they're going to have a fucking commercial for wings and a bunch of other shit on the other side during this match officially starts. Bell is wrong. Vertical suplex. Freaking damage control on the outside where Pierce freaking controlling everything. And then finally, we come back from wings. Into the like match. Half the match was picture in picture. Like they should not have done that. Not cool, man. This disrespectful. But overall, not a bad match. The parts that I did get to see without it being in a fucking pip. <laughs> that was rough. Where she slid off the side of that. He took that spot with no fear. Mm-hmm. LeRae's looking good, and man, she's right, she's on the main roster, you know? It's amazing. I never thought that we would be where we yep. are. Yep, Mrs. Wrestling made it. Super kick off of the top. Her kicks are amazing. Yeah, I love the way her kicks look. And they come from, like, every which direction. Yep. And she goes over with Miss Candace's wild ride. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you three feeling just two days removed from being victorious at War Games? Physically, been a lot better. Bailey and I have been going at it with each other for months. I mean, Damage Control thought that they could take out Becky Lynch. I held the division down, and I made that call to Becky Lynch. I am very happy with the team that I chose. We did what we had to do to finally end it at War Games. Now, watch this whole thing again, right? Do you already know where I'm going with this? I think so. Watch this whole thing again and look at Bliss specifically. And listen to Bianca saying. 
serious at war games. Physically, been a lot better. Bailey and I have been going at it with each other for months. I mean, Damage Control thought that they could take out Becky Lynch. I held this division down, and I made that call to Becky Lynch. I am very happy with the team that I chose. We did what we had to do to finally end it at War Games. Bianca's right. Becky was a great call. Strange response. See, <laughs> she's gonna fucking hurt on them. She does not Apple, like whole baby. She did not like any of that. It, I held the division down. I did this. I, the whole time she was looking at her. In she the said, "Don't like motherfucker. Do you know how many ass whoopings I took for you?" <laughs> like she's gonna turn into the demon mode again. Anyway, main event time: Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso. They don't call him main event Jay for nothing. Because it's time for <laughs> Owen said earlier tonight, Sammy Zane. I don't definitely want the best match on the show. I don't want anything to do with Sammy, but I want to fight his family members that by default make him have to come out. <laughs> That's not a fair spot to put your boy in. Alright, that's fucked up, man. You know, you know what you're doing, Owens. Oh my God! How does this man have still have legs after that? He should be like Lieutenant Dan, right? He's got magic legs. Uh, how the fuck were you able to block that man? When he came down with that swan time was brutal. Okay, away light. He had a crotch chop, freaking cannonball. Yeah, a lot of corner shit happening here. They're all corner fighters. We the ones. I'm the one. Jumping neck breaker. Well, like, I'm the one, and you weigh as much as the two. Very back and forth affair, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad that Jay's a big deal now. Like, no one's a chump now in Triple H's world. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth here, you know? These matches are a lot more like NXT matches. A lot more like the faster pace. Faster pace, harder hitting, just letting everybody cut loose. And that was it. They literally went off the air like that. Ain't that some shit? It is. See what happens. Hell of a raw. Hell of a raw. Absolutely. And like, it's just the beginning. That's what's so exciting. It's literally just the beginning, and I cannot wait. I mean, I, it's only one of three, so I got two more girls to take out, don't I? <laughs> huh? What do you think about it? Do you have anything to add, Quill? We're doing big things, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do big things. Yeah, and like it's just the be. Yeah, so it's bring your kid to work day every day. Yeah, and Quill got something most people know. Most people in their careers probably never gonna get. What's that? His own Triple H point picture. I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Some people, Lars never, Lars Holman never got one of those. Yeah. 
Let's bring it up. You on got a finger, but nothing. No. Yeah. Well, that's how you, you got to recruit them while they're young, man. You know? <laughs> Get <them> quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Know, the youngest WWE recruit of all time. You hear that shit, Nicholas? You done, son. <laughs> I like how he looks like he knows he was recruited. Right. <laughs> he's like, man, y'all like, that that is the look of a baby who knows he's about to get one of them good contracts. <laughs> Now it's official. Once Triple H points at you, that's it. Like now you're now you're part of the brand. He's in. I mean, no, he's going straight to NXT. He excited. Absolutely. Raw did 1.688 million views with a point forty in the 18 to 49 demographic, up a bit from the 1 million 640 million 640,000. Uh with the point forty one or point up last week, eighteen to forty nine demographic, hovering around the same one point five average million viewers per week. How fortunate are we, right? Everybody's doing everybody's pretty doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just for the hell of it, here is Ric Flair apparently partying at a freaking bar somewhere in Tampa. With Mike Tyson? Um, I think late, later on Mike Tyson was there. Oh, At this point, if I see one and not the other, I'm sad. Like, That bartender at all? Gonna bring the bartender home, guys? Is she going on Space Mountain? Is she VIP? Would she object? If not, go for it. Bitch, I wish you would say no. Must be a rabbit ass <laughs> Damn. Let's be real. Let's be real, ladies. Ric Flair invites you to the house. You ain't saying no. They got a consent, you know. Let's just make sure there's clamor there. Yeah. Like, you gotta say yes, but I'm just saying, you probably gonna say yes. Like you. In other news, Charles Robinson is sorry. He's sorry for all of the years of selling. He actually said this. He's really sorry. He's sorry. He says, I apologize for the silly reactions on WWE SmackDown. I am ridiculous. I try and try to stop reacting, but can't. I know when quote-unquote people talk about refs overselling, it's about me. Hashtag wrestling, hashtag Friday. No, no, it's about Aubrey. <laughs> You're and okay. you know what, Charles? It makes me laugh, so keep on keeping on. Yeah. World's oppressing. You need more things to smile about. And if you and Aubrey losing your ma- losing your minds in the middle of a match is a thing, hey, go for it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude, don't be self conscious. You're the senior referee, man. Charles is in charge. <laughs> well, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think it will turn out for the bet- better of things. All right. Oh, God. I'll, I'll, I'll make it smaller. Sorry. Oh, this bitch again. Oh. So as you know, she's been in jail. But she posted to her Instagram account, a.k.a. Tammy Sitch, for those of you listening to the podcast version. She posted on her Instagram account soliciting bookings for later in the month. Basically saying, I'm taking bookings. So I guess she's under the impression that she's going to be out of jail. She has a pre-trial date for December 14th. But she's in jail posting on Instagram that she's going to be taking bookings very soon. I don't know. What you exactly taking? Conjugal visits? Like, what the fuck? But I will say this in this in this uh, Instagram post, she put she put hashtag WWE, hashtag WWE Network, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm thinking Triple H is like, bitch, don't you put my hashtag out there? I heard recently, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't talk about it, but I heard recently that in the new regime, they don't want anybody that's been connected with any kind of bullshit. That's the reason they're not going to bring back no Enzo and Cav. They don't want anyone who's had anything shitty tied to them they don't give a fuck what it is right now the way he's running it he doesn't want there to be a thing attached to you and if he feels that way about enzo and Cass, which are his guys those are triple h guys let's not forget that those are nxt guys he brought that whole fucking thing and put that gimmick together for them if he's not interested in those guys i really don't think that tammy's coming here hashtag wwo you want bitch you may as well hashtag mlw they probably could need it more hashtag nwa oh dude nobody 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 don't don't you don't you first don't you Forsaken those companies by having this bitch and those. No, don't you? I couldn't believe the. You want to kill NWA that quick? Or you want to have say so fucking Tammy sits there. The hashtags was the only reason this made it into our program. I looked at it and I was like, uh, no one brought that up in the dirt sheet. But when I looked at the <laughs> link, I was like, that shit says hashtag WWE Network. Get the fuck out of here. They don't want you bitch, representing you the WWE you, Network. Like Are you kidding me? I just love that she thinks somebody out there is gonna want to book her. No, you are wrong. She said accepting bookings like they're chomping at the bit like no bitch. If you think somebody wants to book you Well I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've been waiting for a reason to whop that butt down again. That was one of my favorite gimmicks, man. I used to get so excited when the podium was raising, like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> like, time, here we to go. Sh- time to shit on everybody. Yeah, and that thing's slowly going off. That was my shit. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. <laughs> There's someone new returning to wrestling. Well, someone old returning to wrestling. Uh where is this? Let me just make sure I have the information right here. This person going to be returning to the ring December 8th at Holiday Toy Drive to team against with Tyrus, the new freaking NW champion against VBU. And this is none other than. That's right. A Ride. You remember A Ride? You know, I looked at the picture before I looked at the face. My first thought was, who the fuck is it? Oh. <laughs> I'll say it to my face himself. Look at this. Isn't this nostalgic? This man has not been back in the ring since The Miz and him split up. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you shitting me? Oh, Lord. When you really think about it, right? Wasn't he? He was The Miz's little patsy during the Money in the Bank cashing. Yeah. That was years ago. And then he tried to and have then he that walked turn. around with a briefcase for like two months afterwards. Yeah, and then he had his own little push, and then John Cena apparently stopped it. John Cena hates him. 
I forget why. One day he said he remember one day we talked about on the show how he said he's gonna reveal the things about John Cena and he never did. Yeah, he 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 did that thing most accused on social media do. The truth's gonna come out, truth never shows up. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna see him anywhere else besides this toy drive shit. Like I wanna see Alex Riley. I wanna see what he looks like. He could have been a good a good character, I think, back during that they just he just had a falling out with them or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Lastly, Rhonda put out a video, I guess, of her rehearsing. Are you allowed to do that? I guess if you're Rhonda, you could do whatever the fuck you want. I was about to say, it's really, ain't nobody gonna tell Rhonda no. Let's jump ahead to the rehearsal. Uh, you're right. I don't want this as much as you do. Unlike you, I'm not gonna pass up having kids not miss a day of wrestling in 10 years. I'm also not going to mutilate my body chasing impossible industry beauty standards like you do. And I'm not, but I'm not just going to hand bend over and hand you this title because you think... Oh, so that's how she practices her promos. I remember that promo, too. Anything can you do in MMA, it doesn't matter if you work harder and want it more than anyone. You are still owed nothing. So that's how she rehearses her promos. And that's problematic. Oh, and I actually recognize uh, where this footage came from, too. WWE? Uh, partially them, but also um on Snapchat, Rhonda has a thing known as uh, Rhonda on the Road, and basically like it's almost her documentary, just her day to day life. That's literally what we just linked in the jar room. Yeah, that's what this is. I love that she rehearsed it no matter where she is. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes it's not just to remember what you're saying. Sometimes you have to get like yourself kind of in that zone, like. Make sure the delivery comes off right. Look at that. You get to see what it looks like in the truck now. Okay. That's how they switch cameras for anybody cool. who's never gotten to see. This is how they always know exactly what camera to go to when they want to catch a crowd shot or a spot or whatever. That's 
Yeah, you guys seen the rest of that promo. It's an older one, but now you get to see the oh, magic yeah. of television, live and in charge. God, I forgot how long ago that promo was. Yeah. With only one more stop, folks, to end this ride. Am I right about that? Am I right about that? Or am I wrong about you that? You are correct, senor. Yeah, because we did Raw, thank God. Yeah, there's nothing left but NXT. This is fucking great. That's it. It's time for the main It's time for the last event is what it is. This one's actually interesting, though. So let's talk a little bit about it. We start off with Indy Hardwell versus Roxanne Perez. Holy height difference, Batman. Mm -hmm. What a shame that they're pushing Indy Hardwell as this newfound heel, but they put her against Roxanne, who she's not going to beat. You know, I was thinking that as soon as the match started, I was like, yeah, we're going to be Roxy. How long ago? My first thought was, hmm, it's going to be interesting to watch her hit pop rocks on somebody so much taller than her. <laughs> then we were on the same train of thought. Yeah, because like, there's no way they're going to kill that push. <laughs> like, the whole match, I'm going like, hmm, is she going to do it from, like, the top rope so she has to adjust to the height? Are they really going to just let her just hit the move straight up? Like, how's this going to work? Mm -hmm. I was right there with you, man. Like, I spent the whole match just wondering how the finish was going to look. <laughs> That's a depressing that. moment right there. Indy is quite a specimen, though. Like, she can big boot your brains yeah. out. That's what makes it so unfortunate. And, and there's the Pop Rocks that you wanted, right? Is that the second Pop Rocks? Yep, second. There you go. Good match. I just needed a change of scenery. Oh. Last week I booted you in the face. Mr. Chase, last week I booted the only man I've ever looked up to in the face. Oh. Yeah, because you deserve to be a champion right now. I've been gathering an entire list of signatures. <gasps> oh, Professor Fur, Hudson is always about Duke Hudson. I would too. Fast man a week getting those signatures from a man who won't even be in the match. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> okay, we clicked the sound effect. <laughs> what the fuck? You look at her face in the background. I love how her fucking facial expressions are amazing. Look at her. You see her gradually getting more agitated. Yo, wait a minute. Go back one more time. I love how it just shuts off. God. <laughs> Die, Jack. <laughs> He's back. This motherfucker looks menacing, doesn't he? And look at Dante Chan. Totally fucked. I remember Fresh seeing him. NXT level up. Yeah, I remember seeing him. <laughs> I was about to say that. Came up just to die. Came up to get knocked back down. Bye. That's what it's called, Hard Justice? Yeah. Isn't that the name of a TNA pay-per-view? 
Oh, it's hardcore justice. I mean, when they. That's Feast yeah, Your Eyes. Yeah, but they, they don't even do that one either anymore. Is this still called Feast Your Eyes or is it called Victory Road now? <laughs> well, I mean, I only know if TNA does that one either, so it might be, but. It's an example of hard justice, NXT. I didn't come here to invent myself, to discover myself, no. I came here to eviscerate my justice. Message sent tonight. You figured out that your boys have bitten off a bit more they can chew this time. No, Julius and Brutus, they're not Mash Revere and Sangha. What's this boys here? I have no clue. What? This goes a little bit silly that you guys are taking on into share, you know? You know how she feels, and she knows how we feel. These guys, it's it's a matter of bone density. I bet with Veer and Sangha. Brother and I, we've been proven doubters and skeptics wrong our whole life. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. And I think it's impossible. This gym, it's all we got, but it's all we need. So get the hell out. Good talking to you. <laughs> you just let him in. First of all, thank you all for... I think this is very cool that they show like the creative... The creative team, yeah. Shawn Michaels, uh, Road Dog, X Pac, Medusa, and Molly Holly, all sit around and they do like a creative meeting type deal. I might actually yeah, rather for the, the highlight Survivor match. Rather than the highlight, I might actually just pull the actual thing because it's really cool. Yeah, it's get a full appreciation for it that way. like this has been done in the so hold on which one is it this one or this one first of all i'd like to thank my hall of fame here we go for helping me make this decision five men who will compete in the men's iron survivor challenge is this the first or the second i don't even know i know there were a few times i want to say this is the first one tell you what why don't we look at the highlight one first that we really know <laughs> what we're looking at because i don't remember which go i have a few Shawn michaels ones here First of all, thank you all for being here and helping me out with this. The five wins and losses. Okay, so now we know which one it is for sure. Because I want to get the whole thing up there. This is going to be a pretty cool match concept, though. It's basically like remnants of uh, the scramble, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Those are always fun. Survivor Challenge are Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Joe Gacy. The fifth and final superstar will be determined next week in a wild card match. And now for the five who will compete in the women's Iron Survivor Challenge. Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez and Kiana James. Final competitor will be determined next week in a wild card match. See you December 10th at NXT Deadline. First of all, I'd like. Pretty cool. They come back to that oh, later yeah. on a bit more. Yeah, that's going to be a fun little concept. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the actual show. Wins and losses or analytics standpoint. Everybody brings something different. Oh wait, but talent is wins and losses. This is where you actually hear them talk about it, which I think is cool. 
You just let him in? First of all, thank you all for being here and helping me out with this. The five wins and losses. Here's the other link. Standpoint. Everybody brings something different to the table. Now to see where the talent is, yeah. it is like crazy awesome. They call him Mello Mello Carmelo. I was going to pick him, dog. Yeah, I picked him first. Tony D'Angelo has really come to his own this year. I hope they keep doing this on a regular basis, you know? Yeah, this would be great. And not even just for new matches, just for big matches in general. I question things I believe. I don't think the audience gives enough credit, and that's Von Wagner. He may not be a likable guy. I think what the audience And he really isn't a likable guy. At least they know. He's so far from a likable guy. Can he win this thing? Hell yes. Write down the five superstars that you believe. No, oh, friendship broken over the freaking chase people. You piece of shit. How dare you? You robbed the bastard. I think both these guys are excellent. I think they're one of the few good things that came out of NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah. They, they are now canon. She's so over the top, and I love it. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> this is a screenshot for me, too. I was about I to like say, it. I knew you get the screenshot. I could decide between them tomorrow. You see how you rock sold that stunner? I'm joined by That was awesome. <laughs> what do you say we put everything between us in the past? You know Big Body Harvey becomes canon. He mer he brings it up here. Black Friday. Yesterday was Cyber Monday. Big Body Harvey merchandise to sell. Wow, this is hey, look, I look like a sound effect. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Grab that bat. I stepped up to play big body baseball bat. You know, body hobby is I've been told is quite the sex symbol. By who? People. Why not sleep on them when you buy the new a big body pillow? Big body cologne. Oh my god, Javi, that smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> Good thing Axiom's already wearing a mask. Right, he's protected. Big body odor, Javi. Oh. What the fuck is going on with that? That's so great. I hate it, but I like it. Kiana James. Against Fallon Henley, being accompanied by Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. It's a pretty decent match. Mm-hmm. Very solid stuff. Was this like oh, for yeah. was this for like their farm or whatever still? Is that storyline still going on? I think so. Oh my god. It's so weird and random. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it was a bar. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was a farm. It was a bar. Okay. I knew it was something weird. The sweat it meant so much to you. <laughs> I love that part. You fucked up his sweater? Punchable by death. But I'm pulling for my girl Roxanne Brett. Oh yeah. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark is such an impressive athlete. Andy Hartwell is ready for a call. Well, the internet said it. It's got to be true, right? Cora Jada. She's got better and better more than anyone in the women. I'll take Fallon Henley. You know, with Briggs and Jensen, they, they make a great package. You ever thought you'd see DX, Medusa, and Holly Holly deciding the future of the company? Like those guys really run this company their own way, you know. They just got amazing. they just got tired of doing what they told them to do, and that's the price, boy. That's the price, little man. Pyro, 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 pyro. <laughs> <laughs> they took her off. Look how fast they took her off, right? Like. Intro and out. You couldn't even see the ass woman through the light. That's how bright it was. Lyra Valkyra. Why? Or Ly- Lyra. Why can't be? Why is her name Lyra Valkyra? I don't know. <laughs> Lyra Velka. What the hell? If you guys are interested in that teaser package, I put the whole thing in the chat room because we are not going to watch it. Right. Electra Lopez, given your recent history with Indy Hartwell, I come up short against Roxanne Perez earlier tonight. Biggest impact, lowest amount of risk. But it seems like a trend to be an Indy Hartwell fan. Whatever it is, Indy is the heart of this division. Mackenzie, I didn't come back to NXT to make me friends. I came back to build an empire of my own. But do not bet against La Madrina or else you'll end up going broke. Oh, it's big body Javi. Javi. Hopefully his big body pulls him through this one. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. He's fighting Axiom. <laughs> if he was fighting scripts, he'd be all right. Yeah. Unfortunately, not for him. Poor big body. Oh, big body, no hobby. Ain't that a bitch? Hmm. Big body needs a new hobby. He needs to come back with an even bigger body. 
That's what I would do. Body two times the hobby. No, I would make them keep losing and losing, and then I'd be like, I came up with another thing, big body hobby. And then every day they'd have like a different hobby, like he'd do pogs, he would do dice. Oh play, my god! Have magic cards, to make him the most annoying character in the world. Big and, body and, hobby. And, and every two months, all right, I got a new one, guys. Bigger body hobby. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't hurt me. Hey, look what it is. Pretty poorly dressed. There's been a lot, like a lot of Iron Survivor talk, deadline talk. The whole world has been fixated. Nay, blue to the television screens watching the World Cup. A real Christmas story. Pretty deadly style. Merry Christmas. JD my boy can I get a cup of coffee please thank you I don't see that on the menu Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews in the diner Pulp Fiction style it's funny how Braun Breaker's the rookie and he's elevating Apollo Crews you couldn't see past Grace and Waller there well I mean when you have the rookie that matters more than Apollo Crews ever matters it's pretty easy body has to be top shape it's gonna take one hell of a man to take that title from you but I also know you see I've watched and studied every single one of your matches two weeks that first is gonna be me I'll finish it at JD McDonough and Julius Creed. Fun, fun match. Mm-hmm. Very solid stuff. I'm glad that both of the brothers stuck around. Wasn't it like a storyline where one of them could never wrestle again or some shit? What happened? No, what it was, um, not Gable Stevenson injured uh, Brutus. And then remember uh, at the last takeover, they had that ambulance match. And if Julius lost, his brother was out of NXT. Right, and of right. Course because, and of course, because he's not Gable Stevenson, Damon Kemp lost. Right, 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 right. Okay. And now the two of them are back together. Oh, you fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up again. Look, he even tried to talk to them. He's like, look, man, I'm really sorry. I'll take you off for some good halal food and shit. You could chill. <laughs> you guys you guys like gyros and shish kebabs, right? I know a fucking I, I spot. Lo I love how you have him stereotyping his way out of it. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Whatever you, do, whatever you have to do to not get your ass kicked at that point. You just hit the man with a chair. Get him whatever food he wants. It ain't a stereotype if he doesn't kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know? At that point, his context loose. We come in peace. Don. I know who you are, D'Angelo. Hey, and uh, thank you for softening up Wesley last week. Wesley was just the first man. And he won't be the last. I've always had a good relationship with the authorities. That's right. I'm back in business in the ring next week. That Wesley is on your list and not his days as North American champion are numb. Tony D'Angelo is another good gimmick. Something like that. Oh, look at that. Is it going to join the mob? And then speaking of the things that didn't work out in 2.0. Yo, I love this guy. I love that he comes out cradling the fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be his fuel, man. I've had enough of your shit. Show oh that motherfucker God. what you're made of for that sweater. Take his that ass out. That is his comfort sweater. Yeah, take him out. He took your comfort sweater, and now it's time for you to take his. <laughs> Put his ass down. That's right. 
You Nobody rip him like he sweaters. ripped your sweater. Oh, God. Damn. Oh, well, he tried. You let dad down, kid. You let him yeah. down. What would Cashmere dad think? <laughs> Odyssey Jones with the He's running. Definitely... <laughs> 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 Yo, you have ruined that gimmick for me now. Because all I'm thinking is what was Cashmere dad think? In the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, fifth and final superstar will be determined next week for the five who will compete in the women's. Iron Survivor Challenge. Final competitor will be German next week in a wild card match at NXT Deadline. And that brings us to the six-man tag match main event. Katana Chance, Caden Carter, and Nikita Lyons against Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and of course, Mandy Rose. Mandy. I love that we have Shawn Michaels and the rest of Creative trying to decide who's getting main roster call-ups in that meeting, which it looks like it might be Toxic Attraction. Yeah, there's been talk that uh, they might be on the way up, and I think I've heard here and there uh, Mandy's wanting to possibly go back up to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, very cool. Which, I mean, it would make sense. They've done all they can do in NXT. Yeah, and they've done a very good job at it. You know? Yeah, and coming coming back to NXT did Mandy a wonder of good. Like she's not the same person at all. Did her a world of good. Yeah, but this match was a lot of fun. Everybody works great in this. Of course, we we are team Nikita all day every day. Yeah, and you know, and you know the ninjas. That's my girls. Like this. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job, you know. I'm glad they don't emphasize the dancing as much as they did when they first had their music changed, you know. Right? Yeah, they they leave it there just so enough that you know, but it's not too off the off the walls and over the top. Mm-hmm. I love how physical they've gotten. Like going to NXT did a world of freaking benefit to Mandy Rose more than anyone. Right. Oh, they did a fantastic job. Ooh. Like this, Mandy Rose can give everybody on the main roster a um a run for their money. Yeah, definitely. Toxic attraction brings it in. So he's so happy up there. Mm-hmm. She's so pleased with herself. Look at her. I look this at your bitch. You couldn't spin enough. <laughs> like this is the best day ever for her, right? Uh, too much, too much, man. There's a Grayson Waller thing that we have after this. Let's have a look. Oh. Successful in your match tonight against Duke Hudson. We're on the Duke Hudson's a fraud, and tonight I proved it. And if Andre Chase was to chase you, but he's not. And to be honest, even if he doesn't chase you, they're straight up dogs. I don't play with threes and fours. I should be Damn. his deadline. And the iron survivor about being a survivor. It's Grayson Waller. On my career, he's retired. Deciding if I get a chance, hey, they can suck it. Oh. They may be old, but they are smart. And they chose Grayson Waller. And they know the talent that I have. Because I don't thrive less. That crowd doesn't like me. Social media doesn't like me. 
shoot around. I know, right? And a good ass. I told you, man. I knew you were gonna. I remember in the beginning. You hated him. You're like, what is? That yeah, guy? see, because you see, because I inherently, out of respect, hated everything that had 2.0 attached to it. But all people that Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy and D'Angelo and Waller, all they proved was they were just regular black and gold in disguise. NXT did an overnight average of 644,000 views with a point thirteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, which was up from the 624,000 with the point twelve that they did the previous week. Damn, seems like everybody that's not AEW came up. <laughs> Aww. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all. No, it's, been quite the, it's been quite the interesting week. When it comes to wrestling. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm glad we got to cover the pay-per-views and stuff. Really solid stuff. All right. Well, that is definitely wrap-up time. There's no question about that whatsoever. We have had, like, a nice long show. We have literally gotten to cover all of the news and everything else that needed to be taken care of. This week... We are going to do a few different things. There are going to be some new games on the menu. If you don't know what they are already, you're going to have to stay tuned to see what they are. But of course, we're going to be visiting the same stuff as always with Fantasy Star and Fortnite and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Various other things that are going to be coming down the line. I want to give a special thanks to everybody who hung out with us in the chat room. All of the people who lurked, all of the people who participated. And of course... Those of you that are now back with us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Player FM, and all places that popular podcasts are found. We're going to wrap up here. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 551, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyre, K. Captain Brunch, for myself and my co-host, Destin Soglow Frazier. We're out of here. Or her. Shut it down.